Episode 17, ladies and gentlemen. Who would imagine we'd gone down this far? I think every episode we're just going to mention how proud we are of ourselves. We are, and I hope that's not like setting us up for failure, but it's just... Oh, for sure. We've missed two weeks. We missed two weeks out of 17 I blame it all on you, 100%. You can can definitely do that. That's fine with me. But we did do our last show at till like fucking five, six in the morning. That was rough, too. I'm not going to lie. Like when we start getting to those five o'clock in the morning ones... What happens is like by four fifteen, you know, which is like halfway through the second show, I'm like listening, looking at the clock, looking at the camera, and I'm like, it's it, it's like a it's like a boxing match where you're just like, I'm hoping the bell saves me. I think human nature is for me to look around, and then if I like if I see Steven still with us, and I still see you in good spirits, I'm like, all right, I, I gotta pull through. Like tonight, I went down to the shop around four or five. And was down there till like ten. I had to leave at like six there. I was like, Mike, can I eat my food? You were like, Yeah, go. <laughs> I was like, Sometimes I tell people to leave, like cause you don't want to get sucked into what I'm about to get sucked into because I'll be out there working, cutting bolts, fucking rearranging things, cleaning shit up, straightening things out, and uh, I'll be like, No, I'm about done now. I think I'm about done. I'm like, All right, and then someone will be like still moving around and like sweeping or something. I'm like. I must stay longer. I must support these boys. <laughs> I'm like the general in war that would be on the front lines with the with the soldiers. I cannot stand down. I have to get right there in the mix of the battle. <laughs> Out there in my fucking flip flops. Wait, did you even have shoes on? I think so. Flip yeah, flops. I think flops. Sometimes flip flops don't really count, but well, I mean, at least they're foot protection. Because sometimes I know we'll hop in the golf cart, and uh, you. Uh, you know, you'll hop straight from being somewhere so you won't have, like, shoes on. And then you'll get yourself into, like, a situation that definitely requires shoes. Oh, yeah. I've definitely been known to, like, I'm not going to do all this. Next time, like, I'm, I'm sure y'all can relate if you're listening. Uh, you ever start doing something and then you're just like, no, nah, I'll just do a little bit of this and I'll be done. And the next thing you know, you're like, fuck it. Like, yeah. me and El Chapo today, we... uh moved a bunch of gun cases and then i was like fuck it let me just lift this couch up and start vacuuming it's like well, fuck let me do the other one well fuck i might as well fucking move this stairs here for my pug jetta i might as well get under oh well, shit i'm i'm looking for a, let me cut open the back of the couch and look for some fucking lost shit my favorite moments are like when we're getting ready to do something that's super time sensitive and then we leave you for like a minute and then I know you get sidetracked because you see something that has to get done. And like we're like, all right, Mike, got the SUV ready to go, ready to go to the like, Where the fuck is Mike? And they're like, he's got a leaf blower on. He's outside. It's like, no. <laughs> oh, I am so bad at that. And it's getting worse and worse and worse. My mind is taking over. Simple pleasure. If you, if you didn't have this company and, and didn't have the desire to do this, what kind of manual job would you have? Well, Miguel, that's a good question because I've had about every fucking manual job they 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 have. As much as I hate it when I'm doing it for myself, I would paint because I love when I'm doing when I'm painting for other people. When you get take time, because yeah, when you're doing it for yourself, honestly, it's like I want to get this done today, you know, because it's my house and stuff. But when you're painting like other people's houses and when you're doing, you know, you're like, oh, it looks like it needs another coat. That's just another day of work, you know. Yeah. I would do I would do interior painting if. Uh, if I was, if I, if, if that's well, I'm what glad I you said it, Miguel, because I'm looking to paint the whole goddamn ceiling downstairs like a sky blue. Put some little fluffy clouds. I'm under not with getting a sponge. in that. I'm not getting on the ladder over that uh, the skylight area, but I'll do the whole rest of it. Oh, I want to do that as an Egyptian pyramid. Still. Yeah, but anyways, that's a whole nother fucking. But what would be your what would be your labor job? Well, it's like those videos you watch 
um like even vacuuming is very gratifying like to me it's like oh it's very rewarding it's uh, it's like those videos you watch would you like someone. doing like new construction cleaning because well, i'll tell you the yeah. I tell you the one thing that gets me the most is pressure washing. Like yeah. I always oh, like, yeah. hey, let me grab that wand real quick and let me get you miss a little spot over here. Next, you know, like eight hours later, I'm out there fucking sunburnt, reps, lobster red, fucking. Just- pressure washing is the shit because you get wet, you get soaked, so there's a little bit of enjoyment of like water parky style. Yeah, you instantly every spray see what you're improving. I think I rechange. I would definitely do pressure washing instead because nope, you pick painting, you stick with damn it. God it. Now damn I'm it! I'm stuck painting while you're pressure washing. Have a Whee! fucking time in your life. I tell you what, I wouldn't do. I tell you what, I wouldn't do. Uh, I wouldn't do tile anymore, like for a living. Fuck no. Laying on this big fat ass belly, riding around that little fucking on my knees pushing tile. I won't do like spraying. Uh, what's it? Insulation and shit when you get caked up in that shit and, and you become a rock monster like you're fucking just it's all over you there's so many occupations out there when i meet someone i'm like so what do you do like oh i fuck it i'm a roofer i'm like oh my god fuck I, that i did that for a week everybody no thank you i my heart goes out to you my friend everybody born from 1980 to 1985 has been a roofer for a weekend and what i mean by a roofer is the asshole that the roofers told you you're not gonna like this job and i'm like 15 dollars an hour i'll fucking learn to love it and then like a week into it i'm like fuck you assholes i'm working at a call center yeah. you know I've, I've worked in call centers i've worked at hospitals hotels did um, you ever have a job that you felt was unethical because i worked at uh two places i worked for dial america i worked at talk america i bet you it was the same company but lawsuits made them change oh for sure and our thing was basically like if you bought girls gone wild or if you bought any of those dvds back in the 90s you signed up your credit card and you started getting billed for other like VHS tapes and DVDs. And my job was I was a retention agent. You would call up and say you wanted to cancel and I would try to talk you out of canceling by giving you some of the worst shit ever. I remember Floorsheim Shoes, which I've never been to in my life, but I could give you a Floorsheim Shoes discount. What is that? It's a shoe store that I've never been to, but like di- different regions. See, we didn't have like a real good computer system. We had a phone and we had a booklet. And you'd call up, and it would tell you, like, I'd be like, hey, uh, this is Miguel at Dial America. How can I help you? Like, I don't know why the fuck y'all are still charging me for this shit. I'd be like, I'm so sorry. So can you give me your phone number? And this is how it was. You'd be like, yeah, my phone number is 816. And i go through the book. Where the fuck is 816? Because back then, you didn't have a zip code or area code. Damn, you had to do some research and development over there. Oh, yeah, dude, because back then, you didn't have an area code for a phone number you didn't live in. It wasn't like that. You know, you had your area code because you lived there. You're probably calling from a house phone. And I'd go through... I'd find your area code, and then I'd be like, I'm so sorry about that, sir. And then it would give me the things to offer you and be like, uh, so I see you're in the uh, something Louisiana area. Uh, do you ever go to a Dexter's Bar and Grill? Like, I go all the time. Well, I'd like to offer you some Dexter Bar and Grill tickets for this inconvenience. And the goal was to not get them officially to say they wanted to cancel anymore. They'd be like, yeah, I'll take those Dexter Bar and Grill. Like, yeah, great, man. Where do I send those to? Okay, perfect, sir. Well, Sorry about the inconvenience. You would say the inconvenience. Be like, I'll send you the Dexter Bar and Grill tickets. They're like, okay. And then they'd get you at the end if they were like, but you're canceling me, right? Be like, what was that, sir? <laughs> You'd have to be like, oh, you want, oh, you, you want to cancel. Oh, well, I can't give you the Bar and Grill tickets if you want to cancel. <laughs> and that would be the whole part of it. Yeah, I, I uh, one summer went door to door selling Kirby vacuum cleaners, which I think they were like twelve thousand or not twelve twelve hundred dollars. Yeah. And I got this job that was in like a fucking like an abandoned strip mall and the owner 
drove a Dodge Viper. It was silver. And his daughter was hot. And I knew her from high school. And I was like, well, shit, this motherfucker driving around a silver Dodge Viper. Damn, goddamn, how, how fucking, dude, this vacuum cleaner salesman guy. And, okay, this is like 2000, yeah. 2001-ish. And I found myself literally, we were out in the field. So anytime you're not, like, stuck in one place, it always, like, made me feel a little bit better. That's why a lot of times I like I don't like to just be in the office, like, to yeah. go out and do shit and stuff. But anyways, uh, there was a guy who was overweight. He had a beard, and he had red hair, and he had one eye. And <laughs> he, it was a like cr- a, red-headed Chris, a red-headed Chris Farley with a beard with one eye and an <laughs> eye patch. So this dude, we were driving around. Nobody looks like that. <laughs> and we, we had these, these Kirby vacuum cleaners, and I was just like, I'm young, okay, but I'm still a go-getter. I've been hustling, you know, fucking selling mcdonald's toys out the window of my house to like young kids at a very very young age i was like eight or ten years old selling toys to little kids and shit and like i was stealing shit from my house and fucking yeah. my mom and i'd take like a cake and i'd throw some ice cream like oh you want some ice cream and cake kids and i would like all right 50 cents i can imagine some pedophile coming to your door you're cutting into my fucking business busey okay <laughs> i'm out here selling cake and ice cream to get some butt touches you're selling it undermining me for 50 cents you a remember, slice you remember the uh chicken nuggets the little uh the little plastic little nuggets thing they went into the mcdonald's uh, oh Happy yeah Mills, yeah and there was like the moon man and yeah. shit the, the mcdonald's like mcmac i forget what his name was he was like the mac moon. moonlight or whatever yeah, yeah some played. shit i was like and my mom worked at mcdonald's so i had to hook up you had at, the plug i was was like hey mom i need two more of those and i remember just getting all these mcdonald's toys and, and hustling them to these little kids and when you're young dude like five bucks is like fucking a thousand dollars it's like holy shit i'm rich i remember i i stole a shit like not shipment but the books from the book fair i stole like you a bunch of them bitch. and then i sold them back to the kids for less and I was like, I can get you that book. I was you like, like Clifford <laughs> and Berenstein Bears. Well, come over to my house after school. I got the Mike, plug. Mike, I swear to God. I was like, oh, well, you guys. Because I had like the list and I would just be like, hey, Joey, I heard you wanted the Berenstein Bears and they didn't have it. I was like, well, I got an extra copy if you want. I'll just give it to you for like a dollar. And people were like, oh, and, and <laughs> fucking everybody ratted me out. They were like... I think Miguel stole the books because he has them. You know like, what's weird? What? Is when you're growing up and your mom and dad give you money, they give you like $5 and you they have that. Who who Whoever was hustling and preying on young kids to sell magazines. Oh, that was And all those fundraisers. Animals. Oh, and I'm literally going door to door. I'm like, I'm, I remember it was, I was like Conway Middle School in Orlando. as fuck. Yeah. So any t- the, the, you're I was the kid putting they in want. work, Miguel. I was walking. I was going to the neighborhoods I wasn't supposed to go to. I was like, well, there's at least one or two sales in there. And I was always smooth with it, you know. And it was a couple times I definitely thought I was going to get molested by a dude. And it was a couple times I thought I was going to fuck some hot, like, older lady. Which I don't even know how old she was in reality because when you're younger, everything seems bigger. Yeah, you think your babysitter's 30 and she's 15. Yeah, and, you know? and she might have been. There was a couple ladies answering the door in her towels kind of flaunting it around like, oh, you got magazines? Well, come on in. Hey, you want to help me move this plant? And I was like, yeah, I'll help you move this plant. And I'm all my like, dick. I'm getting my chub and I'm fucking holding like my fucking clipboard and, and you're really my just dick moving and plants shit. and shit. I always tuck my dick up to the fucking waistband. <laughs> so I had to we get, can get the boner? Every time I get a boner in class, I would always have to like, hey, uh, they'd call me to the front. I'm like, oh, fuck. I got to turn my test in. I'm like, yeah. one time I waited like 
way too long after. I think the test, like the time period was over, and I was like, come on, boner. Hey, besides the boner, you know what also was the worst? Getting crop dusted by the kid going to the pencil sharpener. They would walk past you just be like, uh, he was like, ah! We had this kid, Darius, that his farts were so bad that if he was gassy, they would make him sit outside with his desk because the whole classroom would smell like fucking shit and Indian food. It was fucking snake, man. Oh, this is Darius. Why you put me in Holloway? Yeah. Darius is a little black dude from Georgia. But oh. his shit smelled hey, like... Hey, why y'all put me in the hallway, man? Oh, and you too. And, and he, he would get away with it too because he'd be like, Miss Feinberg, I got the poops. And she'd be like, in the hallway, Darius, in the hallway. And he would just hey, be Hey, Miss Feinberg, my, my FUBU shirt smell a little stank. <laughs> I need to go outside and air out in the hallway. Hey, I went to school with this kid, Mikey Ellis. Do you ever go to school with somebody that you could dare to do anything? I don't know if you were. You that was that me. Later what do you mean? Yeah. Was, I, was, I went to school myself, motherfucker. <laughs> well, Mikey Ellis, we, we dared Mikey Ellis <laughs> to take a shit in the classroom. <laughs> and he just, we all went to lunch. We were like, Mikey. That reminds me of Mikey, we were like. Would you take a shit in the classroom? He was like, absolutely. And so we all went to lunch and he hanged back and we were all coming back in line. Remember they make you walk in line together and stuff like yeah. that back to lunch? We're all coming back in line and all we hear is our teacher go, ah! <laughs> there, sitting there was a wet like it wasn't it, it wasn't a fucking full-on shit it was just like the john kane uh just shit stew all over the floor that reminds me of my art class i think it was in eighth grade and the teacher like was very chill she was like one of these hipsters she was definitely yeah. like someone like hardcore like yeah. democrat like from san francisco type of chilling vibe. fucking hooking up with short a hair and smoking shit. A she was probably a lesbian we didn't yeah. know da, da, da. well she sounds hot already i remember one time no she was not hot you're lying uh she she everyone came in and sat down before the bell rang and she closed the door and i was like well she kind of closed it a little aggressive like what's yeah. going on she's like all right which one of you motherfuckers shit keep shitting <laughs> on the desk <laughs> and i was like like low-key not even low-key i was i was hating like i almost want to take credit for it that's how jealous i was i was like what happened someone knows what happened and and you know so i don't need to say what happened but who whoever's doing this shit and, and first we were like oh shit the teacher's cussing like whoa because when a teacher cussed yeah. you like you had respect for them. <laughs> yeah you did you were just like oh it's real back in our days you didn't snitch out on the teachers that did shit like that now they're like oh our teacher's cussing i feel uncomfortable I had, a, I had a black teacher say the n-word to the whole class she was like which one of y'all ends <laughs> is, is, is over here smoking a cigarette hard r or a a g a a g a but terrifying because Oh, like, she we drug like, it we, out? We were like in fourth grade. She was like a substitute. And somebody smelled like cigarette. But you know what it was? They were in a household that their parents were just chain smoking cigarettes. So they came back into class uh, and it just reeked of cigarette. Which one of, of your cigarette. parents doesn't love you? Yeah, and they reeked of cigarette. And she was yeah, like, Everyone uh -uh. raised their hand. She's like, uh-uh, uh-uh. She's like, which one of y'all little ends is in here smoking a cigarette? And everybody's like, oh my God. Back in my days, uh, the kids that smoked cigarettes always were wearing like Metallica shirts always, and Pearl Jam. Always. They were Doug, our roadie. Yeah, you know, Rody Doug, who long hair, yeah, who chose meth so over cigarettes. I was on. selling Kirby vacuum cleaners with a one-eyed fucking Chris, <laughs> Chris Farley, Farley dude, redhead Chris Farley. And um, so this whole thing, all right. So this guy is his daughter was super hot, and we were like friends and shit and stuff. And one summer, you know, I'd go through what we called the classifieds back in those days before yeah. there was a Craigslist or a Facebook Marketplace, and I'd seen this ad like. 
Make the thousand dollars a week. Call us. I was like, fuck yeah. Poor assholes didn't see this one. <laughs> That's how I always was. I'm like, wow, how lucky am I? Sell art for $2,000 a week? <laughs> Holy shit. I'm going to be rich. I'm like congratulating myself. Like, yeah, hey, listen, uh, dad, I'm fucking, I'm fucking moving out soon. You know, I got this job. Calling the car I don't know what it shit. is, I don't know, uh, I'm calling them tomorrow. How do you guys hold a Range Rover for somebody? But I'll be in in a couple weeks. You ever, like, I remember one time, um, the Ed McMahon Publishing Clearinghouse <laughs> Sweepstakes. Uh, we saw my mom's name on the fucking letter, <laughs> and it said, "Congratulations, you you uh, like are selected to win." Or some it's shit. like you it had her name on it, and I I forget the exact verbiage. It was basically saying she had won like a million dollars. Yeah, and I was like, "Whoa!" And I remember going to say goodbye to neighborhood kids. I'm like, "Yo, I'm out this bitch." Like my mom just won a mill. Like we're out. <laughs> I was like, fuck I'm, you and you and you and you and you. Yeah, I was like that. And and I'm, you know, just before you know about hustles and, and sales. Like, yeah. So if you buy one more magazine subscription, you'll be entered to win the finalist regional. Da, 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 da. Yeah. I was like, damn, you don't know like how they do that shit, like how they would mail the key. You're like, oh, my God, to the car? The car, like one of these keys open up a brand new 1995 fucking whatever. I don't even know it was hot back then. I forget, but there was lines it's of people Hyundai showing up. It's a Tiburon, motherfucker, and it could be ours. No, it wasn't even that. That's that's too modern. It was like some fucking, like, uh, it was probably a Ford Mustang, and people were freaking the It was fuck always, out. 94, they came out with the new body style, and everybody was like, Pony cars back. Remember, Coca Cola used to have the uh, Coca Cola used to have the bottle cap Red Hot Summer, and it had these red bottle caps. And you would you open up, you'd be like, "Oh, okay, free breadsticks from Domino. Oh, free Coke. Oh, five dollars off." Miguel, I was in the trash at McDonald's. Digging oh, dude, Napoli this pieces. was this was my thing. I would just go. Remember how they used to have all those cokes, and they would just keep them in like the big ice bin. Yeah, I just sit there unscrewing them in the ice bin until I saw things that I wanted oh my to God. win. God, wow, you just made remind me a story. So. That should actually be the name of this podcast. Oh, wow. You just reminded me of a story. You've already, I'm like four stories deep that I got to finish. But hold on. Let me finish. I'll do this one quick. Um, it's just like Inception. So You're in like five 1990, dreams. 1992, Shaq got drafted by their uh, fucking- Orlando Magic. Orlando Magic. And uh, I was like, oh, wow. Uh, this is a big deal. I'm excited. Like We all knew that he was going to be like the future of the NBA. And Pepsi- had came out with these bottles that looked like Coke bottles. Oh, the I glass remember bottles. that, the glass bottles. And there was a, a set of them. One was like slamming, one was like dunking, one said spinning. It was like different silhouettes of Shaq. And there was a six-pack, and they and they had a little, um, had a Shaq logo on the side. And then there was six different ones. Well, I don't know who the fuck told me. It could have been a random retarded bagger dude being like, hey, I heard if you get the one with the fucking 32 on it, it's worth, that's those are the ones that are worth the money because they had like, a, they had numbers on the bottom of them. Yeah. And some of them had 32. So what did I do for fucking two hours? I fucking went through the entire fucking like wall and rack and fucking whole pallet area. They had like a whole, like, you know, when it's Super Bowl, yeah. They build like the Bud the Lights stand. and they make like a fucking arena and shit. Here I am, fucking young, like twelve year old Mike, digging through these Pepsi bottles, trying to find thirty twos, and I found everyone except spinning. And I've had him to this day. And little did I know that many years later that he would come to my house and become one of my BFFs. Do you know what's one of the... Shout out to Shaq. One of the big scams. One of the big scams we all heard growing up 
was when you got a Tootsie Pop. Remember the Indian with the arrow? If he was like shooting the star, did you ever see that? No. So on a Tootsie Pop, when you unroll it, there's all this weird like art on it. And there's this uh, Indian. He's got a bow and arrow. And sometimes there's a star near him or around him. But people used to always be like, oh, if you catch, if, if, if you get one and the Indian is shooting the star, you get free Tootsie Pops. Fuck, you just reminded me of two more stories. Let me kind of finish mine and then we'll go to your stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's actually it. But <laughs> that's it? Yeah, we're going to end there, man. Right, I know, no, that was funny. I yeah. like it. Um, so Lynx is a, is a public transportation, bus a bus system here in Central Florida. And I want to say it was like 94 or something. And someone had told me. And you never, you know when you're young, you hear something, you're like, yo, that's the that's fucking. That's the truth. That is the fucking God. That is yeah. better on my soul. This is reality. This is life. This is it. So I was like, hey, uh, so I heard they have these neon pink buses. And if you find, if you see one, you get to ride them for free. I was like, what? And I had seen one. And where I lived at the time in Orlando, I lived in this neighborhood. Uh, I lived all over the place, but one neighborhood that like kind of resonated like the beginning of my fucking ridiculous life was Sky Lake South. Lived in Waterbridge Downs area, uh, right off Orange Blossom Trail, a couple miles, like I'd say like five, ten miles south of the Florida Mall, right here in Central Florida. Is that like near what's like the Pepper Mill area? Pepper like Mill, yeah, Ginger uh, Mill, all that whole uh, right at the Hunter's border Creek. of Hunters Creek, yeah. yeah. If it's the poor side of Hunter's Creek, it's yeah. like, eh, we can't afford that. Yeah. We'll have to settle for this. So I remember several fucking times seeing it, being like, oh, your heart like jumps, like, fuck, the neon bus. Is. There's yeah. a neon pink bus. I saw it like once a month and I would fucking run for it. And I'm like, what am I about to do? I'm like a little kid. I'm going to jump on a fucking bus and then go in circles all around Central Florida. I don't know how the fucking this shit works. And I never actually got onto it, but I definitely chased that motherfucker several times. I remember me and my boy Willie thinking that things at the junkyard were thrown away and free. So we would go and we'd just sneak into the junkyard like and we were loading up a shopping cart worth of shit. We're like, I can't believe this is car radios and we're loading it all up. And fucking junkyard guy comes out with a fucking bat with and a, a dog cop. chopper. Oh, he's got a cop with him and he's like what the fuck are y'all doing? And we're just, so, we're like 13 years old, but straight up innocent. We're like, oh, we're, ta- we're, we're taking uh, this, this stuff. And he's like, what? And we're like, yeah, yeah, we're taking this stuff. We're like a DV or like VHS tapes that people had left in a place. Uh, we found firecrackers. And he's like, the fuck do you mean you're taking? And at this moment, then it kind of dawns on us. We were just like, do you sell this stuff? Because you know how junkyards go all the way back. We're at the back end of it where we found it. And literally, the cop called another cop over, and the junkyard guy called the owner of the junkyard over for us to tell the story again. He's like, tell him, tell him. We were like, we thought it was thrown away, so it was free. And they're like, you fucking idiots. Then they made us put everything back, like where we had found it from. And then they were trying, and then the guy was trying to sell it to us. He was like, well, you know, if you want those VHS tapes, I'll tell you. Because we found some porn VHS tapes. He was like, I'll tell you what, $5, y'all could, with the cop right there. He's like, $5, y'all could buy these tapes. And I was like, I got like three fifty. Right. What can we do here? <laughs> Makes me remind me of another fucking story. Same neighborhood. Sky Lake South? When you go down. You passed the, the there there was a Publix and there was a fucking like a 
a fucking blockbuster they used to walk to and shit, which you ever walk somewhere, you're like, God damn, I just walked fucking 100 miles. Yeah. It's really only like a mile and a half, and you just fucking felt like forever, and you're young, because everything yeah. feels bigger. Yeah. And you go back, and you're like, what the fuck? How did I live in that thing? It's tiny as shit. What the fuck? Did you ever see an adult, when you see an adult who walks the same way you did, and then you realize something's wrong with their life? Because you're a kid, and you're like, that adult is always walking or riding a bike, too. He has made mistakes. <laughs> yeah, anyone who's walking or, dr- or riding a bicycle, t- traditionally, it's not because they're into fucking exercise. Yeah, they're not going green. They yeah. basically just spent a lot of money on heroin. That are DUIs yeah. and you know, other things. They're just really bad decisions. As a kid, and I'm, I'm going to let you get back to your story because I don't want to interrupt you too long, but as a kid, no, go ahead. there were adults you ran into that now you would be like, oh my God, those were the stranger danger adults. Yeah. Not because they were like maybe molesters, but because they were junkies and drunks. Because anytime you were a kid and you're like, yeah, I'm going to go to my fort, but first I got to pass by Randy who lives behind the fucking Publix. And you'd be, and, and the thing is, you kind of thought they were interesting. You knew so they, they were cool. On the podcast before about the, the guy who wanted to show us the face of God. Yeah, the, 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 uh, the adults you interact with with kids when you are a kid, if there's an adult you ever hang out with for a long time and it's not like you hung out doing chores at their house, but it's like, yeah, I just I hung out, you know, smoking with him. <laughs> I'm 12 and he's 45. That guy's a complete fuck up. Yeah. So that same neighborhood, there was a, as soon as you came to the, the front of the neighborhood, there was a lake, and then there was like this little like bulletin board that had like messages, and there was like a map and shit of the area, and there was this lake. And I'd spent so many days and nights going to this lake. Well, behind behind this little bulletin board, this little 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 like uh, fucking welcome little area, there was a a little housing, little like I'd say like a trunk or something, some like wooden little thing you could lift up and it was the housing to all the pumps that had a fountain and one time we found a wallet and i found a wallet and i was with some of my buddies i don't remember who it was but we inside the wallet we found disney dollars and i was like whoa disney dollars holy shit and then i found some polaroids and these polaroids were naughty polaroids and I was like, holy shit, jackpot. We found porn and, and Disney, Disney dollars. dollars. That's and a gift from the gods. I'm looking through them. That was put them. there by Odin. I'm like three and I think I'm, whoever was with me, like, well, give me them, give me them, give me them. We're all fighting. Oh, it like, becomes no, like Lord of, it's Lord of the Rings when Gollum finds the ring the minute you find porn. You're all like, give it to me, give it to me. No, I'm going to check something. Come here, come here. Yeah, I'm like hitting a kid with a rock overhead. Like, ah, it's mine. True fucking story, bro. I've never, ever, ever ever sometimes we're doing podcast, this podcast exclusive yeah i've never even thought about this since this <laughs> probably happened how is the brain able to like remember things from fucking 30 40 years ago i don't know man blows my mind so i'm going through these polaroids and we're seeing some some nasty shit i'm like oh shit oh shit like pussy and stuff man. everything oh, wow then starts to show the face and i still don't have an answer to this and i've never ever even I don't think I've even subconsciously even thought about this ever. Well, a couple times, but never I talked never talked out loud. Yeah. Not in twenty plus years have I ever thought about this. I don't know how your random talking just led me to the story, but I'm a shepherd. Mike. I'm pretty Leading sure. Pretty sure that one of the ladies was my mom in, in the photo. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember being like, "Whoa, whoa!" And I'm like looking, and I'm like. 
I see a face. Shut the fuck up for a minute. Oh, no, no, I swear to God. No, no, but I got to get a recap. So you're at Sky Lake South. You're in the woods area. There's a or near There's the a lake. We're, we're behind where the water pump is. So the fountain to the f- neighborhood fountain. Wait a second. So oh, we found a wallet thing. with Disney dollars and fucking Polaroids of naked not shit only, going on. Not only was your the mom lady looks around. like my goddamn mom. But and only- I see her face. I don't know what my mom's vagina and titties look like that well Mike, very much. This is the worst part. Not only is your mom fucking around taking Polaroid pictures, she's going to Disney without you. <laughs> like she's going to the goddamn theme park. I never asked. I never even brought this up to my mom. How would you bring it up? How would you bring it up? Let's say, hey, mom. Hey, yo, mom. Are you fucking taking some Polaroids over there with some fucking guys that ain't the daddy? What's going on? Eh? She's like, were you by the lake housing? Yeah. No. Then. And why was that wallet there? And it was like maybe some other kid. Someone How was, far was this from your house? A mile. So some kid went dumpster diving and probably found this wallet. How did they find the wallet? Though? The wallet, there was no other trash there. This wallet was there. Do you think maybe the dude your mom was banging left the wallet in his car and some bad kid broke into the car and then he saw the picture? I will but, never but why know. Would he, here's the thing. Was it, here, here's my question. And this is, I'm going to pose a couple questions here and hear me out. One. As a kid, there's no way you would hide it in that kind of place because you knew people went there. As a kid, when you hide stuff, you'd go where you knew adults wouldn't go that only you knew about. Well, here was the deal. When we saw it, I remember recalling that my buddies were really excited about it. Like, whoa, holy shit. And I definitely kept one of the Disney dollars for a long time. But he was like, Disney he was definitely like, kind of like, you could tell he was questioning the fact that I'm not that excited about the porn. Because you're, I mean, at the same time, I'm pretty sure we were taking my dad's porno mags and I was burying them in the woods inside of a trash bag and we would a, go he, dig them up he like thought a he had a, He thought he had a Josh Van Tassel situation on his hands? No, we were literally, I was burying porno mags that I stole from my dad in the woods and I would bury That's them. That's why I'm saying a kid would never have left those porn pictures in that thing. We buried I never them. even brought this up ever and this is very like... I just Does never, Amanda know about this? No, no one. No Amanda's one your sister, so Amanda, your sister doesn't know about this. No, I, I don't. There's no way I've talked about this ever to anyone out loud. How much? Because I she remember look, how much did she look like your mom? The face, far as I'm concerned, yeah, it was. It had to have been her. What about like the body? I couldn't tell. The body would threw me off. Yeah, because I was like, "Yo, that's my fucking mom's face." <laughs> But what's going on with the body here, and why like, am I not getting a boner right now, and why am I so willing to hand over these Polaroids to my other bros? And then they were looking at me like, yo, why is he handing this up to the Polaroids when he found these? And, you know, normally you're very greedy. Like, no, I yeah. found it. I, I found it first. No finders keepers. No, I was like, yo, if y'all can take that shit. I'll take let, the Disney let, let dollars. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. If you, even though she looked so much like your mom, if you could have one hundred percent guaranteed it wasn't your mom, would have you would have you have jacked off to those pictures? No, it, it just made me so uncomfortable. <laughs> you wouldn't have been like, "That's not my mom." I feel like well I just, then, <laughs> I just feel like I told a story that I've never ever said out loud. It was it was very how how raunchy were these pictures? They weren't that raunchy. It was just like you whoa. Said, you said there was pussy in it though. Yeah, you could see a hairy bush, like some fucking yeah. some hairy bush for sure. And titties, titties, yeah, butt ass naked, everything, and. Pretty, like if you if you if if you were gonna put money on a gun to your head, and they said, "Is this your mom or is it not your mom?" What do you think? I would say, yeah, it was probably her. I don't know. I'm gonna how, tell you what you why. did. I'm gonna tell you what you did right though. And when I never it, knew my no, mom. No, let me tell you though what you did right though. When it comes to jacking off to a naked woman, if there's a one percent chance it's your mom, it's a hundred percent. Don't I never, do it. I never. I felt uncomfortable having sex with anyone with my sister's name. There was so many times like, Ivan, oh, what's your name? You're like, oh, huh. Okay, I'm gonna have to get really drunk. And it I felt a, weird because I, I don't want to have sex with a, a girl that's the same name as my fucking sister. No, I had I had a girl that just had a, a laugh 
that just I don't know why it sounded like one of my sisters, and I was like, out, yeah, out, out. You ever fucked a chick that just had an abortion? Yeah, but I mean, like, like not just like like. What's just yeah. like what's well? They just? say they had to wait, but you know, they're like, how long until you got? Yeah. How long till that, that baby heals up? I wouldn't say the week after. I would say you know, within the range, though. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I even asked that story, but because uh, you're trying to think of fucking your mom, <laughs> you were like, yeah, I'm trying, to, trying to get rid. Hey, of Hey, let me ask you this. So, okay, trying to get your voter. <laughs> let me ask you this. So you find the Polaroids. Keep the Disney dollars. You give the Polaroids over to your friends because, because that you, you don't want them. You you can't say I don't want to jack off to these because it looks like my mom. So you'd rather give them to somebody else in hopes that you know this is just the end of it. Well, I remember being uncomfortable, being like thinking, "Yo, do these guys know that that looks like?" That's my what mom? I'm saying. Did they, was was there a point where you were thinking, "I got to kill these guys now"? I don't recall. I was young, and I definitely probably tried to. Did you push think about like keeping one to solve the mystery? But then you don't want to solve that mystery. No, it was definitely like get these out of my hands. Like, and <laughs> I couldn't have guaranteed it was her, but I was like, "Whoa, this is too uncomfortable for me." That's really uncomfortable. And it was—I never brought it up to her. How would you bring it up? Be like, "Hey, mom, I found some Polaroids." Well, when I was younger, I was very like you know pretty the, wild. But as I got older, how old do you think you were when this was? I would say like ten. Ten. Okay. So, how many days do you think this fucked you up for? Oh, I mean, now that I'm talking about it, I'm kind of, it's kind of throwing off my energy. To be honest with you, <laughs> but I will tell you another thing that's definitely what's weird because this is actually to the complete extreme. When me and my sister were younger, I remember uh, not really knowing what sex. <laughs> Bless you. Um, I didn't really understand what sex was. And I remember like, yo, hey, come on over here, fucking Jack and Jill and fucking Bobby and Steven. And I would, me and my sister were like, my sister was a little younger than me, but. We would watch. Were you the, hanging out with Andrew Dice Clay? <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck was that? I didn't. You know, it's, it's like one of those go-to voices, <laughs> yeah. you know. So I, I, uh, my parents were fucking, and I would open up. Did the, you hear Polaroids going off? <laughs> so I opened. Come the, on the Disney books. I opened the glass sliding door, and I remember me and my sister and neighborhood kids like watching my parents like fuck, and there was like a heavy. <laughs> Thick curtain, like you know, from the eighties, the yeah. real good shit that would start a house fire and a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. you know, fucking, and I'm like, we're sitting here just watching. We couldn't tell what's going on, but we know that the the, the sound is like kind of like, whoa, what's You're going like, on? watch how good my mom wrestles my dad. She's gonna pin him, and then my dad's gonna fall asleep. And I had to have been like five or six. And I'm like, yo, hey, come here, come check out my fucking. I used to, I used to run to go to I, I, when I was like. I never six. talked about that either. I'm, a, I feel like I'm in a confessional or something. This is good, man. Just, just let it all out. When I was like six years old, though, I would like wake up in the morning super early and run to my parents' room. And there were definitely times where they were butt-ass naked. Because I remember being like, hey, guy, like trying to hop in the room. And they're like, get the fuck out. Get the, get the fuck out. And I'm like, oh, what's wrong? You stop it, Dad. <laughs> my mom had one of those uh, titty mugs with the little nipple you could drink oh, out of. because Tomas got you one of those again. Yeah. And my mom always had one. And they had, my mom and dad had this. Like, Your mom and dad got down a little, you know? No, there was definitely uh we would hear back in Texas, like, all right, now you and your sister go to sleep now. It's time for bed, which was probably like 6, 6 p.m. at the time. I don't know. It's 3.45 in the afternoon. It felt like it was like 2 in the morning and time shit. Time to go to bed. I'm horny as fuck. <laughs> so my mom and dad were swingers. and Play with the light bread. I'm trying other, to get my dick sucked. Other couples coming over, and I remember seeing like razor blades and, 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 and mirrors everywhere with white powder residue 
all over the fucking trailer, and they were partying. And Get uh, down. Good. They were having a good old time. Do you, did did you ever catch on at that time that they were they were doing blow and blow no and blow? I didn't I didn't catch on to the fact that they were like using drugs until was like, it until like you were seventeen watching Goodfellas when no it was like, earlier than that fuck? I was like oh what the fuck oh I was like oh wow okay okay and then it still like didn't resonate and I was like oh the razor blades and mirrors oh 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 why were all these couples coming over and why yeah. why were me and um, my sister shoot off the bed, and why was all those like? I remember seeing shish kebabs, and there was like pineapple and shrimp and little onions and stuff, and these little wooden skewers all over the place, and they were just like having a good old. Did, they, did any time. of these people ever bring kids over too? So you no. guys know? No, it was just it was like we were hosting. I guess we had the cool trailer. <laughs> you were hosting the swingers trailer. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I remember there being a fucking hole uh, by the washer and dryer, and there was hole. possums coming up in the shit. <laughs> That's the horniest did environment. I tell you, did I tell you, you st- about jacking off in the hole one time or something like that? Did I tell you a story about the possum and, and me no, and my dad? No. So my dad had this fucking thirty-eight revolver. Is that the one he tried to shoot the dog with? I don't know. It probably this was probably an earlier gun. Pre-dog shooting. So. I remember, you know, you know, it was the 80s, you know, we come from a different era. And here's something I got to remind people, like, I know people think that we're, we're being those old assholes that are trying to just blow it off because, oh, it was, but truthfully, 70s and 80s was such a weird time that you can literally get away with saying, it was the 80s, you know? I feel like it was like America being like, oh, maybe good parents shouldn't do this. And then someone was like, fuck it, this is what we're doing. This is how it is. This is how our father's fathers. And there was just a different code of the road, you know, like how things went. And I remember my dad wanted to give me my first lesson about, like, guns and wanted to show me, like, what a gun could do and the severity of it. So this possum, I think there's, like, photos of it where <laughs> the Polaroids? We're all me and my sister and, and my mom are standing up on, like, on, like, the kitchen counter or something. And my dad was coming home from work. Like, oh, what the hell? And they grabbed the fucking possum by the tail. <laughs> takes me out behind the trailer. Well, you know, well, you know I have one of those big old silver round, like, gas tanks. On the trailer or the kitchen? You know those? No, outside. You know, yeah. those, They were, like, those they big. They like a bomb or something. Yeah, yeah, it was like a submarine, a little yeah. fat, short submarine thing where you put propane or something yeah. in it. I remember taking out in the back, and it was late at night, and he had the possum by the tail, and he puts the gun in my hand. And he goes, pull the trigger. And I was like, oh. I remember I couldn't pull it. I was, yeah. like, scared. And he pulled the trigger, and Blue I the shot possum. the fucking possum point-blank range. Blood and guts went everywhere, and he looks at me and he goes, see that boy? These things ain't no fucking toy. <laughs> that was his This take lives. And, you're and like, I'm wiping <laughs> possum guts and blood. And it, I remember two days later, it was all over the propane tank. <laughs> and I had like a sandbox next to this. And every time I went to go play in the dirt, and it was a hot, dry Texas back in the 80s. And I was literally trying to chisel away like fucking fossil fucking rock. Like there was no dig. This, this sandbox was the shittiest sand. There was no sand. It was like petrified fucking dirt. And uh, digging in there with these cheap plastic, like, beach. You know, when you yeah. go to the gas station, get a little pail, of, a little bucket pail, you, with, like, 
plaque. What people got to remember is our generation was the generation of, I caught you smoking a cigarette. I'm going to make you smoke the whole pack yeah. so you never want to smoke it again. And I'm pretty sure my dad had this old, uh, his grandfather's grandfather, an M1. M1 rifle? The, yeah. Yeah, we still, we still have it. And we I'm pretty sure we shot some cows um, <laughs> from the porch. But uh <laughs> I can't verify that or not. I don't know, but it was a different time. So folks. you execute you made you made your bones executing a possum, and then after that, your father was like, "You're in, kid." Hey, I'll tell you what, Miguel, I never had no gun mishaps, and we all knew where Daddy hid the guns. Okay? Yeah, there wasn't no like, "Hey, Bobby, let's come here play with this gun." Bing, bing. Oh, whoops! I shot my best friend. <laughs> no, like I fucking that possum blood and guts stuck with me for a long fucking time. I knew that shit was destructive, and to respect it, you're like two important lessons were learned that day. One. Respect of firearm. And two, my daddy ain't right. <laughs> yeah. I remember I was pulling over somewhere too, some middle of nowhere, and it was like a railroad track and we were shooting like old junk cars. I feel like back in the day there was like these you go off these back roads and there was all a bunch of trash and shit and people were just fucking blowing shit up and yeah. stuff. That's kinda well, how it's like it was. Eighties New York. Like like I know so many people who all the New York they know is 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 post nine nine eleven New York and, and like the, the the after Giuliani New York. But eighties New York was there was terrifying parts of it. Like I remember my dad taking remember we were we were in um Times Square and this is like nineteen eighty eight. We're in Times Square and there's nothing but go go dancing girls everywhere. Hell yeah. And stuff. And I seriously remember my father. We were I think we were like stationed in North Carolina or something like that. We were up there kicking it in New York and I remember my father with his little shorts, because it's the '80s, and he's got the, he's got his Beretta that he boner or no boner, probably half a chub, fucking half a chub. The Rockheads are going down the street. Yeah, but he's got he, he's got his Beretta with him, isn't he? He's got it tucked in the back of his pants, and he's like telling me he's leaving me in the car to go do something, and he's like he's like listen. He's like, come here, come here, listen. He's like, it starts off with don't tell your mom. He's like, no, I was gonna say, yeah. you ever have you that moment where your dad's like. Hey, listen up, boy. This is between me and you. But yeah. see that? See them fucking legs over there? Well, his, oh, his, I would do fucking some bad things to that. Have, have you a new mommy? His is anyways, like, your mom's a good woman. You know, whatever. You know, I love her. You know, she's your is, mom. His is like, I got to run up here real quick and see your cousin. And I'm like, okay. And he's and this is, I'm talking, I'm, it has to be 1990 because I'm like 10 years old. And he's like, I got to run upstairs real quick and see your cousin. I'm like, all right. He goes in the glove box, and he had this. He had a uh, a Rossi thirty eight special revolver. Remember that was his other gun. And he takes the Rossi, he puts it in my lap, and he puts the paper over it. And he's like, "I don't care what happens, you're not gonna go to jail. You're a kid." He's like, "Somebody fucking tries to get in this car." Oh. He's like, "You shoot him," and I'm like. No, 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 no. Like I spent my whole life dreaming of action movies and jacking off to the moment where me and Arnold Schwarzenegger could kill bad guys. Now I got a thirty-eight in my lap and I'll be left alone for a while. And I'm like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. this <laughs> it's like this. Uh, this last weekend, Nami came out of hiding. He he was yeah. our friend Nami lived with us for a while and he didn't leave his house basically this entire fucking quarantine. He went like I'd say I don't know from. Halloween weekend till fucking since the beginning of March. He stayed in his house and didn't yeah. see nobody. 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 And he came here and he's like, yo, you know what? You know, if I just walk around, you know, fucking just trying to get used to back to seeing people and stuff. Da, da, da. And then we went out one place and he's like, he was like, hey, what do you got in the bag? I was like, oh, I keep, I keep two Glocks in there. He's like, you got, you got, you got, you got guns in there? That's good. That's good. That's good. He's like, so why two? I was like, well, in case I got to give, give one to a friend. And if I'm in a car, and the guy, I don't know, like, yeah. 
if you're right hand, you're out outflanked no matter what. Because yeah. if you're right handed and you're driving and someone rolls up on your left hand side, you got to yeah. reach across yourself to shoot them. And I'm going to fucking, everyone's getting a gun in the car. Hey, hey, shoot out that side. I shoot out this side. Just hand the guns out. <laughs> and then we'll figure it out. Whoever actual fucking kills whoever, then, you know, I am I got a legal, con, you know, fucking yeah. straight up fucking. I got all my concealed permits shit. I'm good to go. And, you know, I'll be the one that fucking, I'll, I'll take the, like. I'll, like, I'll officer, hand- I was doing all the shooting. They were like, how? There's three different guns. Yes. I'm a juggler. <laughs> yes. I shot them all. <laughs> Did you, ever, did you ever fantasize about killing someone who broke into your house? Not like fantasize, but like I know that's your big fantasy. We talk about that like every third show. Legally killing someone? <laughs> like your- I remember, I don't know where I was or how young I was. I remember seeing, tonight at 9 o'clock, a, a, a child fucking stops a home intruder, shoots him I dead. Think we, all, we all fantasized about stopping home intruders and, and killing them in a way, though. You're right. I mean, because we, we grew up on action movies where the idea of like, like the kill, you know. Well, there was there was a couple times, man, in that same house that I that I lived on one 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 two two Heathcliff Street in in Sky Lake South, in Orlando, Florida, and uh, I remember there was a couple times it was late at night, and I hear like they're kind of yeah. like, and I can see like someone looking through the window and shit. I have a scar right above my mustache where my mom was cleaning the window, and it was like this. What are big, tits? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> what up, Swingers Party? Get those Polaroids and Disney bucks ready. Coming to the stage. <laughs> I'm outside in front of the, on this little porch, and it's a window that's like eight foot long and four foot tall, and it's you know it's a pretty big window. And I remember her. I guess she fell through it, and it shattered and fell onto my face. Yeah. And I have a. I still have a scar to the to this day. Uh, anyway, I don't know what that's anything to do anything. But- I had intruders. We had intruders in our place. We were in a. I I think we were stationed in South Carolina. We had a two-story house, like a townhouse there. And uh, my mom was on the phone with my aunt. We didn't have a cell phone or anything. This was landline. And my mom was on the phone with my aunt and heard somebody downstairs, like, walking around. And my dad was deployed at the time. So my mom called my – my mom told my aunt to call 911 uh in in to call the the because back then you could call the operator and say hey i need to get a hold of the police department in charleston south carolina you know and they'd be like let one moment let me dispatch you you know God. so because my mom didn't uh was afraid that if she hung up the person was going to take the phone because the person took the phone off the hook you couldn't make a call remember yeah like if they just held it down and it kept ending it so we heard the person downstairs i'm probably like 10 years old my little sister's a baby my mom, or my mom's pregnant actually. That's it. My mom's pregnant. My older sister's with us. My father's deployed in uh, Operation Desert Storm, and we're hearing somebody downstairs moving around. And so my mom got all the kids. She brought us to the room, and she's like, "There's someone in the house. You know, we're calling the police." Blah blah blah. I'm like, okay. And my aunt's calling the cops. And then my mom goes to get my father's pistol. Well, she didn't know how. To, the, she never really fired the Beretta. She'd only fired the revolvers. So she didn't know what to do with the Beretta. So there I am. I am 10 years old, loading up a magazine, chambering this pistol. And my mom's like, give me the gun. And I'm like, I'm going to do this. And I mean that. Like, I'm, I'm, my thought is, I can't have her do this. Like, yeah. I can't have her do this. She's pregnant and everything. I'm like, but it wasn't like a cool ass. I'm going to do this. It's a rite of passage. Yeah, it really was a moment where I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Oh, shit. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And my whole plan was, and this I'll tell you guys right now, there wasn't much to it. I was like, I'm going to let the motherfucker come to the door, turn the doorknob, and I'm going to unload on that door. 
That's Boom, all. The that's mailman's all. dead. Yeah, and honest to God, guys, like honest to God, I could have killed anybody, but my whole plan was, I'm not letting this motherfucker come in this room. Soon as that doorknob's turned, I'm just gonna unload on that door. And luckily, the person just never came upstairs. We kind of think that there. We don't know, but we know that there was like a guy who was real fucked up on drugs and and that got drunk all the time that lived down the way. And we think he got to the wrong one of those got to the wrong house and was moving around because my mom thinks the maybe the sliding back door was open and he was just because the way he was moving down there was like an erratic drunk, like knocking. It wasn't. It wasn't like somebody searching nothing. Yeah. He wasn't, being, he, was being, he wasn't being covert about but, it. But um, no, I remember, though. I remember being, and it wasn't a cool, like, bad, I wish it was, because I wanted to be a badass when I was younger, but it wasn't a badass See moment. See you in hell, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, okay, okay, going to have to change these pissy shorts. When, you when be Kaye, son of a <laughs> yeah, bitch. Yeah, I thought I was going to have a, I'll be to say fucking asshole. I'll be back. Hasta la vista, baby. But no, it literally was, <laughs> oh, God, I'm going to unload on this. And I can imagine fucking unload. Doorknob turns. I'm like, pop, 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 pop. and my dad's like, I came home early. <laughs> Just falls <laughs> down flat. No. <laughs> oh man, but I mean, it was like you said, right of passage. And to me, the main thing I about it, kids don't get that these mm. days. They don't get those 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 moments that build well, they character. Get, well, they get to see how they do during a school shooting, so it's different. Yeah. <laughs> Which shout out? Here's one of the sad things. Are you doing shout a out, shout out after a school shooting? Shout out to America. I know that since uh, we haven't had school. We haven't had any school shootings. We, we graduated right before all that shit got trending. We got one cool, which man, we got like the school shooting. Did you say we just get one cool school <laughs> shooting? We got the one that they still talk about. The Columbine? One that, yeah, it involved like outfit planning and music. No, and, I don't think, were we in high school for that? Yeah, it was 96. Oh, wow. Yeah, 96. Was that man. the one uh, that was? It was in Colorado. Uh, yeah, Columbine, yeah. And it happened, here's the thing, Columbine happened on 420. So you know how many kids weren't at school getting high and then showed up not knowing what happened and their moms are crying like, oh, God, what happened? And you're like, oh, nothing. There was a test in algebra and uh, we had uh, nachos for lunch. What do you mean everyone's dead? <laughs> you know? <laughs> no. Right now, America, this is the first time, I think, in like two years that we haven't had a school shooting. Uh, and, and, and this is the thing, though. It's really good. We should be proud. But also, I think we kind of lost the only thing we were leading the world in education in. So <laughs> that's like Corona really, <laughs> Corona really stopped uh, mass shootings. Yeah, like, Corona put we were we were on a pretty good roll. We were we were we were we were stepping it up. Like if we lose childhood obesity, we're gonna have nothing special about us in America. <laughs> There's a country that uh, literally uh, allows you to fuck prostitutes. I, I forget how often, but it like it pay. It's a government assistance program. And I was just like, that's what's wrong in the world because no one's went to go shoot up a school or a movie theater after they got in a blowjob. If people were just a nut a little more often, you ever you ever just want to go fight somebody after you nut? Never. Exactly. You want to go sleep or I'd eat actually kick it with a dude I had beef with right after I'd nut. If right, like if I was like going to the house, I'm like, I'm gonna get my brass knuckles, I'm gonna go fuck Cody up. And then I got a serious blowjob and Cody showed up and was like, You wanna watch some Netflix? I'm like, Yeah, bro, you ever seen Tiger King? Like <laughs> cause after I nut, I'm super reasonable. I think if America I would I mean, I'm not big into socialism stuff. Yeah. But I think if every guy was to get a, a like a busting up once a month, I think that's enough to like keep him from fucking going over the edge. He, I, you know how many children wouldn't die? You know how some guy whose fucking fat wife hasn't sucked his dick, and hopefully they're not listening right now. Hopefully it's not like, oh, is he talking about me? He's talking about me? What the fuck? Uncool, Busey. You know how much trouble I was in? And 
I, I think that if they were just to bust a nut once a month, like if we were to legalize prostitution, regulate it, and you know they get checked and da da da, it would stop self. So we do it like we do it, it. We do it like Amsterdam does. The girls run it themselves. There's no pimping. No pimping. You get regulated, you get checked, and uh, you know you're not fucking. You're over eighteen. Yeah. Maybe twenty one. You got. You I'd say make them twenty one. Yeah, twenty one. Twenty one. You know, instead you of pussy, you know, let us sit, marinate for a little bit. You know, yeah. let it get, get a little season on little it. Dry aged. You know. Yeah, and then they'd be like, hey, you know, fuck it, because I think it's here's the problem up. though. If we made it twenty one, there'd still be some nineteen year olds selling pussy, and now we'd have to. That'd be the black market pussy. Could yeah. be some asshole who's They'd like, be like I scratching. Can't wait. Yo, you got any twenty year old pussy? Bro, get out of here. You a fed? Hey, you what, are you, what are you cop? Yeah, what are you cop? You know, only got twenty one year old fucking pussy. All right, you got any boy pussy? Surgeon General says <laughs> pussy is bad for health. It may, may ruin your bank, your bank account, your life. It's known to cause cancer in the state of California. Yeah, pussy is definitely causing some definitely diseases, and it's not cancer. It's worse than cancer. So the once a month, like, jack And it's got to be for women, too, though, Like, because, I mean, there's still some women that are going to have problems. So, like, women, here's the thing. Women, oh, we'll, yeah. We'll start that program right now. For, yeah. Men will go out there. Or women will go on. You want to take, you want to take hormones, periods, and lack of sex. There's going to be some pissed off women. Out and there. also, this is going to sound real weird, but for those dudes who don't know their sexuality, if they could just like buy a man prostitute and not have like the fear of how do I, you know, like because there's some dudes out there that are definitely wanting to be with dudes and are suppressing it and being fucking assholes about it. The, the worst the worst dudes in the world are dudes who want to be with dudes and act like that's gross. All right, imagine Those this. guys got to fuck dudes and just chill out, you know? Were, were, were your family ever on food stamps or anything? No, we had WIC when we were kids, like little baby stuff, but not food so stamps. So I remember my mom going to get food stamps yeah. and being like, I wasn't really embarrassed at first. Like, whoa, yeah. what the fuck is this place with all these chairs connected to each other? Why is there a long line out in the front? Why does everyone seem to be a minority? What's going on out here, Mom? This is cool and colorful. But then food stamps were actually like, they actually had like their own, it was like Disney dollars. Yeah, they had their, like their own it. shit. We yeah. used to buy, I used to buy food stamps off people because people like like people who were alcoholics and junkies and yeah, shit. Yeah, of course. Yeah, they would sell their food stamps. and be like, score, we just bought $150 of food stamps for $25 worth of crack. Yeah. We are living it. So uh, what if there was like social services to where... There was like if you couldn't get laid and you you got like a card you swiped your card or whatever or you get like you know that subway had yeah. the little fucking hole punches on how many yeah. subs you bought for get so what if every month you were allowed to go bust a nut and they had uh, it was like roulette you don't know how, there was no guarantee she was gonna be attractive most no. likely she's gonna be a five and below yeah and then this lady was working for the government and she's in this back room this rubber like this stainless steel room with his little pillow Dude, and Jenny Jizz would do it. Jenny Jizz would fucking would save the government. I'm telling you, if motherfuckers could bust a nut. Imagine if you're pissed off, you're stressed out, just like how people live paycheck to paycheck. They'd be like, I'm living blowjob to blowjob. Next week, I'm, get, I'm gonna get laid. And then think about it too. Just like that, like you'd have to have a government assistance program. You'd have to be like, how many hours of community service did you do? Because for every... 50 hours of community service was five minutes of a blowjob. So you're like, I did 200 hours of community service. Well, put your dick in that box. Miguel, how many guys have you met just here at this house that were socially awkward or unattractive or whatever? They're just a fucking weirdo. And they had no game and they weren't able to seal the deal. How You know how valuable this would be to our country if everyone could go bust a nut once a month? And then the women are getting paid? To jack these dudes off and lay down and go, oh yeah, baby. And they they wouldn't include no like, 
know like oh you could actually upgrade your package that month if you wanted to go ahead and get three months out of the way she would dress up in something sexy or something no for like, that for that you'd have to like so you get the regular the socialized jacket off so it's not fancy you just get the jack off or the blowjob. Just a rub and tug? Just a rub and tug. Because it's socialized. Like, you know, she can't be now putting on fucking outfits for you because you're sure, we can't. We can't afford all the Batman costumes. No, and man. Look, she's doing a fucking service. And I tell you this much. To the, to the lady and men that are jacking and sucking people off, I say they get some kind of tax break. Oh, yeah. And free medical. They got to get free medical. And a Kia. Yeah, they get a Kia. They get a Kia Forte. <laughs> you got to work for a year before you get the Kia. But hands down. You got a jack of a lot of dudes. After, so they're not fucking them. They're just jacking them off. Just jacking them off. Blow, and I, mouth, I, mouth hugs or no? Um, You know, I don't. I think just just jack off, man. We got It's socialized. Like, you know, we can't be giving you the world. All right. Like, so, so it's so a free blowjob. Yeah. How do you apply for it? You got to, like, go in and be interviewed? Oh, you like got to go to like the assistance card? program. You got to get you got to get drug tested because here's the deal. If you're getting high and having a good time all the time, you're not stressed out, motherfucker. Yeah. You know, no, we need you can pass a drug so, test. So you got to pass a drug test to get jacked off. In yeah. This and you also room. have to be working. You can't be unemployed. Because uh, hey, we give you community so service. So it's a glory hole type of it is, thing. That's what I'm thinking. It's like a glory and hole. And then someone just puts their hand through there. Yeah, like a glove, jacks you off. So it doesn't show their... What if there's dudes? It's like a. It's like you don't know if there's a dude or a You don't know if it's a, a dude chick. or a chick. There's you just don't. like a black glove that that's, goes through this exactly hole it. and just jerks you, you off. Because here's the deal. Here's the deal. Just go to the jerk off booth. Yeah, you go now to serving t- ticket 42. Bing. Oh, that's me. Go in room four. And you just sit down in this cold yeah. stainless steel bar stool. Because you don't get to be like, I only like Dominican girls that yeah, are you know, No, you're getting your dick jacked off by whoever's jacking dicks that day. Yeah. And guess what? The person jacking dicks is a goddamn hero. That motherfucker, if it's a dude jacking your dick off or if it's a girl jacking your dick off, this is what I want from <laughs> And it's going to be like the strip club, too. They have to all leave the building before, before the girls <laughs> or guys go out the back and yeah. get into their cars and drive off. Because they're going to keep the anonymity of yeah. whatever. What's the word? The secret? Anonymity, yeah. yeah anonymity. They don't, you don't want to know who really jacked you off. You just like, know it was a hand? Yeah. And it had a body, it had like a long, you know the glove you put up the cow's yeah, ass? that's it's it. It's like to your elbow gloves, you have no idea who Fucking it is. working it, though. Just, it's, and, and, and you could have just a bunch of gay dudes in there, whatever. But you would always, you would always know, you'd always know when you were out in town who worked the jack-off booth, because they'd have an arm like a fiddler crab, like one would be fucking huge, <laughs> and the other one would be small, and you're like, fucking. that goddamn hero jacks people off. Every I tell you what, every twelfth of November, that's Jack Off Veterans Day. Yeah, I think I think we're on to something. I think well, our platform, Jackie. Okay, so the Jack Off platform, uh, no politicians we'll, brave enough to. We'll say roll it out first, though. Yeah. Anyone with no hands. Yeah. If you got no hands, then you got an excuse of why you haven't jacked yeah, off. Yeah, of course, man. And you're probably not fucking either because like, oh, I'm not gonna fuck the <laughs> yeah. lobster boy. So the, we're gonna first start our program in 2021. If yeah. you got no fucking upper appendages, no, yeah. If you're cut, if you're cut off by the wrist at least and you don't have a prosthetic Miguel, as 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 a, as a as leadership here we have to think out every little thing and this is a technical yeah. thing because we don't want a bunch of dudes that are getting puss and they could jerk off with their functioning hands because yeah, we don't want some lazy fuck that's just like i'll just go to the hand job office okay like, hey, bomb oh drop yeah. me off down at the welfare office i gotta get another Mm-mm. handy this month my Mm-mm. my card's about to get tamped again <laughs> People are gonna be making fraudulent cards yeah. and shit. Like, so you got to do a limited amount of community service to keep your hand job benefits going. There you, you go. Gotta be able to the pa- roads. Yeah, you got to be able to pass a drug test. Now, if you don't have hands, you're automatically boosted to the front of the hand job we don't line. Want the, we don't want these people getting hand jobs around children, though. So they're, they're mm-hmm. gonna be cleaning roads. Yeah, so they can't be a, like a, a volunteering at like. 
pie. I can imagine the line like a methadone clinic. Sales. Just people lined up around the block to get their hand jobs. Oh, dude, listen. And then the protesters outside think what Jesus would do, blah, blah, blah. And then it's just, and like you said, all the workers are getting escorted out to their car by hand job security. And it's like, thank you, Ramon. Hey, no problem, Darius, man. Keep Let me good. ask you an honest question. All yeah. humor aside, would you want your government tax, would you want your taxes go to government assistant hand jobs? Or fucking some shitty road that's going to take forever to build. No, listen, if the guys who are getting hand jobs are fixing the roads, we just solved all wow, of it. Wow, th- wow, that's game changer. <laughs> yeah. you got to put in like uh, you got to put in forty hours a month if you yeah. want. You got to put in ten hours a week. Get to put one long, hard ten-hour day here's in, the on thing. the road before you get Let, your hand job. Because let's be honest, how many guys are putting in more hours than that right now to not get a hand job? The name of this episode is fucking oh socialized, socialized hand jobs socialized, socialized hand, hand jobs socialized <laughs> hand jobs. I'm Mike Busey and I thought of this idea, but just for the record. All right, well, real quick, let's go to the, we're on our break for that, and when we come back, let's come out with some more ideas to change the world. You're listening to Mike Busey show. Does your life suck? Are you tired of the same shitty old dead end job? Has your girlfriend stopped sucking your dick? Well, guess what, motherfuckers? Knock knock, because here's your opportunity to change your life. For just under a dollar a day, become a member of MikeBusey.com right now and you'll enjoy the following. Some of the wildest, craziest, sexiest, never seen before footage live on the Snapchat. Sure, we all love the regular Snapchat, but if you want to see what's really going on, join now. Not only do you get to enjoy the countless hours of entertainment from me and the rest of the Sausage Castle family, but enjoy the long list of content creators that you signed up for bringing new and amazing shows just for you to enjoy. Log into your online account every day to see some of this content you may have missed. After you've been a faithful member for three months, watch your mailbox because we're sending you one of these badass members-only t-shirts. You can't buy this anywhere. You've got to earn it. The content's good if you're really into the content stuff, but for me, I'm more about the coming down, the parties... Snapchat's great. I watch it. It's That's not really what it's about for me. It, it's about coming down, hanging out. Being a member of MikeBC.com, it's not just about watching a secret Snapchat. It's an experience. As a member of MikeBC.com, you'll have access to some of the wildest and craziest parties at MikeBC's personal home, the world-famous Sausage Castle. Enjoy members' weekends. That's where you and the rest of the family join up at the wildest house in America and spend three days and three nights camping, drinking, sucking, and fucking some of the wildest shit you'll ever experience. During members' weekends, you'll be rubbing elbows with some of the sexiest, craziest, wildest ladies you'll ever imagine with beauty beauties. Don't worry, campers. We've gone an extra mile here at the Sausage Castle to make sure all you members are comfortable and have one hell of a camping experience. I've been following Mike Busey for quite a while. I've been a member for about three months, and I'll tell you what, it's the best, been the best three months of my life. Memberships so are missing out. I, I, I started following Mike Busey about, a, about two years ago, and the guy's a real guy. And it uh, allows people to come here. They're like outcasts of society, and they fit in well. And uh, I was like, yes, I got to fuck with this guy. Man, I've been following Mike about two months. Became a member a month ago. So, But I'm, I'm happy I'm here at the fucking Sausage Castle. Having a great day of fucking the drunken field dead. All I can say is America right now. Follow Mike Busey. Look at my eyes. Took my glasses off for you, America. For you. Follow Mike Busey. Become a member. Party at the Sausage Castle. Hell yeah. 
I hope you're hungry because we're providing breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Each campsite comes with its own electrical hookups, picnic table, fire pit, and grill. Go skating around our track, swim in our lake, enjoy our luxurious outdoor showers. The only showers that you go to get clean, but sometimes you come out dirty. During Members Weekend, enjoy the countless sports, entertainment, and amenities we have to offer. Live game show and trivia, tug of war, boxing, foam wrestling, airboating, basketball, tennis, volleyball, football, dodgeball. Enjoy our awesome arcade, epic costume parties. Do you remember playing field day as a child? Well, imagine you doing the same shit, but really wasted. Each member's weekend, you and your team will battle it out to win thousands of dollars in cash and prizes. That's right, Team White and Team Blue, not Team Black, if they lose. Oh, right. It's like that, Big Mike. It's Team Black, bro. Even though we lost all our, all our stuff so far. The members' weekend, I'm going to put it simple, has been the weirdest but most epic time of my life. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like, this is just, it, it's life. It's, it's amazing. I'm honored to be here. I'm honored to meet everybody, to see how cool everybody is, how loving they are, and just how chill they are. They're just real people like us. Like, it, I don't even think it's about the money. It's about the pride at some point. Some of these people, they get, they're get they so passionate about winning it that they don't even care about the cash prize. They're doing things that you'd never imagine just for the pride to win. Did you know that we have a full-functioning recording studio? We've got some of the industry's premier equipment in our state-of-the-art recording facilities. You never know who's going to show up at the Sausage Castle. We've had a long list of celebrities. Rappers, rock stars, athletes, models, and porn stars that have graced the doors of the Sausage Castle. Think of it as a summer camp, but everyone's really fucking wasted and doing really weird shit with their genitals. The party doesn't stop at the Sausage Castle. At Members Weekends, you'll be able to experience the massive invasion as the, all the members head downtown Orlando. We've been known to take the party to the streets. Nothing beats a bunch of crazy assholes loading up on a party bus for a night of fun. Or enjoy an evening on the seven seas as we gamble and drink the night away on party cruise boat adventures. You never know where Mike Busey's gonna take you and the rest of the members during members weekends. Just shut up and get on the bus and enjoy the ride. Not everyone can make it to Members Weekends. By becoming a member, you'll be able to reap the benefits of coming to our shows and hanging out and partying with us for absolutely free, backstage or even on stage. Oh yes, if you're a member, we're putting you right there in the center of all the action. You don't have to take my word for it. Here's one of the members we met in Las Vegas. Hey Vince from LA, been a member for about eight months now. Great eight months. If you're on the fence, just do it. Once you do it, you won't regret it, and you'll just love every second of it. It's a, such a debauchery that it, it's a good debauchery. You, you won't regret it. Then you meet a guy named Mike Busey, and then he introduces you to a whole other fucking life. And then you become a member, and then you fucking see the debauchery show for it. Did we mention this is all 100% free? If you're a current member, you get to enjoy all the members' weekends for free. Let's be honest. I could probably name a million things you spend $30 a month on. Gatorade, 
cigarettes, bullshit at the gas station, the sausage castle. It's a place that defines freedom, a place that you can be yourself, a place where all walks of life are welcomed. No matter what race, religion, rich or poor, gay or straight, Christian or atheist, it doesn't matter. Come and enjoy. Arrive as strangers and leave as family. All right, guys, welcome back to the second hour of the Mike Busey show. I'm My still, name is Mike Busey. And I'm Miguel Colon. I'm still fired up for us changing the world with our platform with uh, the uh, socialized blowjob system. I always get a lot of people say, oh, Mike Busey for president. Mike Busey for president. And it's like when you see the shit that they have to go through and the and the stress and how they age and like I'm not the man to lead this country. I don't have an ego that thinks that. I would like I would definitely like at some point in my life to be a part of one of these like when the president puts together one of these like groups of people to solve a problem and they're like, Hey, from the entertainment side we have this. For my ego, for my life, for everything, it would be great to sit in the West Wing with a group of other like professionals and be like, we're going to figure out a way to raise enough money to end something and to be a part of that. But I'm never, I know I'm not the man to lead The us. way things are now in America, it's going to be like, you know, half the country is going to love you, half the country is going to hate you. That's you just how be, I feel. And the thing is, you got to really know you can do the job. Like, you can't get into that office and then be like, oh, I can't do this job. Has there ever been a president that, like, every single fucking person was like, he's the man. We don't give a fuck. He never could do wrong. I think, no, I think FDR had a good run in the middle of the war, you know, where people, because, you know, when you got something, like an outside source like that happening, like a world war. That's unity. Yeah, that's, that's unity. I think that's almost, like, unfair for us to judge that because people, you know, yeah. like after 9-11. After 9-11. Everyone was like. America, America. And dude, after 9-11, Giuliani could have ran for mayor of any city and he would have won, you know? And then, you know, years later, you start being like, fuck that guy again, because that's what happens, you know? But it's crazy how time definitely taints things. And I I would be interested in being the president only for the mere of I really would want to do the better good for what I think morally and everything. It It's... It's uh, I think with that, though, the real problem that people have is you got to look inside and say, am I really qualified to run everything? Well, I don't think anyone's ever qualified for the, the, the multiple diversity of the. I think there's a lot of people who are who has yeah. to be expert in. But you there's have to a be lot of people who, who are way more qualified than other people in the sense of like, you know, people who are economists who also understand foreign trade and this and this. Well, I think the way the system is, I mean, it's normally a person that has a. Uh, a, a big pocket you gotta and, be i mean you got you gotta have money behind you to you gotta think president. about like certain presidents can talk you gotta be able to communicate there's never been like a fucking dare like all right yeah over me and president yeah and he might have been the best candidate but this motherfucker can't talk speak talk in public so everyone's not gonna get into and it and that's a part of the job is being a public servant speaker. too you gotta be a public speaker you know because the world watches you and the world wants i mean you think about this like like I'm fucked. I, my penis is all over MikeBusey.com. Yeah, plus, I mean, I love you, and I'm not voting for you as president. You love me, and I'm not Fuck the guy you, for it. I would vote for you. No, don't. Don't waste your vote on me. Because sometimes we don't, we don't always agree to I, I yeah. on things, but here's the thing. I would trust that you would do what's best, I would, and that's what we hope that our, our, our presidential candidates and our, and our politicians do, but what happens is it's just kind of like the cop thing. 
You're making fucking like fifty thousand dollars, forty thousand dollars, whatever. I don't know what. Thir- How much does a cop make? I don't even know. It's probably most- like eighty, eighty grand. They get pretty good now, man. Really? I don't. Yeah, because they got know. a lot of overtime and shit. You know. Well, they got a company car. They got some fucking cool shit, and you know, great fucking health insurance. Yeah. And I just, who the fuck wants to do a job where most people are gonna shit on you, yeah. and then no one's plus really everybody ever knows excited. firemen get all the pussy. Yeah, firemen get all the pussy because a fireman's never whooped your cousin's ass and stole his weed. Well, the cops you know? need, they need one of those hot girl calendars. They need to have more cop like. That's what we need. We need cops on. to go back to like. Right, we've already solved socialism blowjobs. Let's go and cops. Yeah, we. I can. So I already know how to solve the cop thing. I mean, I already figured it out a while ago. You I said think. it before, man. For one thing, we both agree on the cops need some sort of rules of engagement, man. Rules of engagement have to be changed. And and here, let me just say this as and as also we're speaking. yeah. I fucking yeah. 100% support the cops. Well, here's my thing. I think when people say, like, do you support the cops? It's an idiotic statement. All we want, all, all people, ever, there's, of course, there's assholes. But all anybody wants to do is have a better police department, you know? Like, because I don't want to live in a neighborhood without cops. I don't want to live in a neighborhood where the strongest motherfucker there can do whatever. Because I'm not the strongest. I'm not the baddest, meanest, toughest motherfucker. And you so never I'm will. Lose. And then that's just how it is. I I've never will that. be. Yeah, because there's always some guy who doesn't care about his also, own life. Yeah, there's more always than you. exactly less like, than you. like I'm not the kind of person who thinks just busting into my neighbor's house and taking their shit is right. But if you're that person and there's no authority force to protect me there, all right. So here's here's my here's my view on the cop thing. We, it's just like anything, whether it's racism or hand jobs. No, well, that would have probably helped too, because there's they're under a lot of stress. If a cop got a ride along hand, I think our hand job problem is gonna our hand job solution. If, if a cop buses a prostitute sting, then yeah, he gets to fuck her, like consensually. No, but then she's she's got to walk. <laughs> no, no let, me, <laughs> let me go back to my platform on that. Yeah. I think if cops had to not only wear all body cams but it was live fed and it was it was like when you call t-mobile thank you for calling t-mobile this call might be recorded for uh, uh training purposes there should be a democrat a republican a chinese guy a mexican dude a white guy a fucking super fucking hardcore democratic black dude all listening and then as the calls come in like, oh, we got a fucking, we got a fucking jaywalker, we got a fucking trespasser, we got a fucking armored, uh, armed robbery, we've got a high-speed chase. There should be bump-ups to in, in, the, in the dialer system to where you're sitting there in a cubicle and you're watching and you can hear. So these cops don't get their uniform, they don't get their gun or their squad car till they get in and then they boom, everything's live. And it's broadcasted and it's seen by a, a third-party company that's not not related oh, to the police. We're about to give that company so much power, though. It's going to be like the company from fucking. Uh, that's why you got to have Robocop. Like, that's why you got to have some old Spanish lady that's in fucking in Miami sitting there watching Jerry Springer in the afternoon eating grilled cheese sandwiches and tomato soup, and she's listening and watching the the calls that are coming in. And there's you have is to live PD your answer. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> Live PD, but here's the deal. Not only does accountability have to be in there, because here's the thing. Most cops are fucking great people, and they're doing it. I don't think everyone, I don't think anyone's ever said, I'm going to grow up to be a cop because I'm going to make a bunch of money. No. The only ones who did that are the crooked ones. 
It's either people that are bullied because they fucking couldn't get pussy in high school. We know that fucking super overzealous guys. And there's a lot of fucking Boy Scout, Girl Scouts in this thing, too, that just want to like... there's dudes that went to Iraq and yeah. was like, yo, I need some fucking thrill, and I don't I don't mind having a free company car, and, and you know, bitches love dudes in uniforms, and... But see, there's some, there's some girls and guys out there that are those Boy Scout, Girl Scouts that are also just like, I want to do what's right. I want to protect people and stuff, too. And, and then there's the asshole. It's a job that's always hiring. No one's like, oh, we're, we're good on cops right now. How about yeah. this? Like, no, like... There's always need to be someone there. It's it's like being a, a superhero, but a human, and and it's it's a super important thing that we need to do. But uh, I also don't think they need to be driving fucking tanks. Yeah, and having fucking see one of the worst things I hate about that, shit. about the defund the police thing was that stupid fucking name. Like it the just, verbiage is all the wrong. verbiage is all wrong. Like instead of because when I first heard defund the police, I'm thinking Same. you don't want to pay the cops anymore. Go fuck yourself. You know, yeah. like and then. Honestly, some people explained to me some of the things of defund the police. Some of them, are, I was like, oh, yeah. Like, we both agreed. We were like, we don't need five fucking Bearcat tanks, you know, in Orlando. You know, and I know that some of this shit they buy, they buy it at fucking pennies on the dollar because, you know, they're liquidating it. But it's just, we don't need all this shit, especially when I find out other things. Like, I find out, you know, like, that that we we spent this money on maybe this equipment and there's other equipment that the police the actual cops have been like this is what i want though you know I, i'm not a fact checker yeah. uh but someone had there was a popular post that was going around for a while that was saying that it takes more training to be a, a barber in new york than it does a cop like more hours or some shit especially if you're a puerto rican barber because puerto rican barbers have to cut all types of hair because you know puerto ricans we have every type of hair there is wow that's true yeah but I think like psychological evaluations because they're they. Here's the thing: you're giving an an everyday average human in America the authority to basically ruin. I'm not talking about yeah. the lethal aspect of it. I'm talking about like career wise ruin. I'm talking about the judicial system, yeah. which we already know is fucked. Those who have the most money and those who who move differently and are connected and are smarter, more education. You don't talk to the you know, yeah. don't say incriminating things. You shut up and lawyer up and da 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 and you don't get a public defender. Yeah. Those things definitely are a problem. But then one of my biggest things is is that <laughs> is uh the rules of engagement. That unfortunately a cop doesn't they could pull over some person for speeding, you know, yeah. average day. No no the threat level's not high. But all of a sudden, they're getting fucking shot or someone's running them over. Yeah. And it's like, damn, who the fuck really wants to be a cop? Dude, I would never want to do a fucking traffic stop. Like, especially in the rain, I'm like, hey, I just seen this motherfucker do 100 and a 35. We'll let him slide. It's raining. I ain't getting wet tonight. This motherfucker don't love himself. Like, oh, I'm getting, oh, ship changes at 6 a.m.? Shit, I got they. Oh, I would be the worst. House cop. on fire? I call it. Call call in the fucking call in the fucking fire department the ambulance. At I got shift you. change. If I was a cop, I'd roll up all the time, and they'd be like, "Officer, officer, they'd be like, y'all good? All right, if you can just hold on for another forty five minutes, I got the guy coming here." It, it's it's it goes back to what I always I never say. want to do a traffic stop though. Honest to God, that's so fucking terrifying. No, nah, they're driving like a fucking asshole. I'm like, yo, motherfucker, I'm gonna shit on you, but. <laughs> But you never know that motherfucker the thing, behind the wheel who we he expect, is or who we she expect, is. We expect perfection out of a human. This guy's got a real life outside the the, right. the police job, and 
This guy's girlfriend probably hasn't been sucking his dick, or they just. It's like fuck. the core to all problems. For yes, you, huh? that's why it goes back to social social blowjobs. Oh, we're doing blowies now. It was hand jobs. Whatever, fucking pussy blowjob. Whatever. We'll start with hand jobs, and we'll, and we'll do like Colorado. We'll be progressive, progressive, and then we'll start upgrading to fucking blowies. Do you get a finger in the butt ever? I mean, if you if you if you hold out three months, you get a finger in the butt. You gotta like you gotta. Get, it's like your subway card. You gotta fucking earn it. All right, you gotta get that free. It's a Pizza Hut book it club. Yeah, like you you've done sixty five hours of community service. All right, so this out. this is the deal. We know racism exists. We fucking we ain't gonna change it. It ain't, it ain't. It's it's just it's just the fucking it's human nature. It's not even racism. I think in a way, it's more of like territory. It's more of like greed or positioning or power someone if me and you were both caucasian and we were dropped off in the middle of the fucking jungle and we had the same body statue or something that's in, there wouldn't be racism or whatever there'd be something that separates you from me yeah whether you're a male or a female i or just older think now or younger. it's currently racism though well yeah it's definitely there's definitely a serious problem because stereotypically you know, a lot of situations have happened in the past to where there's been this, like... There's even, like, nuanced stuff, though. Like, if you realize, there's things called black-on-black crime. Yeah. But there's not white-on-white crime. There's just crime. Oh, no. the whole You know, the, like, those systematic things we, that we they'll We all know pull, we come you know? from a very, like... It's fucked up. Everything from the beginning, from African-Americans coming to America... To fucking the, the traditional, like, how they were segregated and racism and all the other shit. Slavery. Let's not forget about There's slavery. There's, like, systematic racism that I think people don't even get is systematic racism, you know? It's like when like someone's when like, say, oh, you're one of the good ones. Yeah, or when somebody says it's a black neighborhood and then another neighborhood is a neighborhood. Well, here's what I'm trying to get at is you can't, you take an average person that signs up to be the police force and he starts his way up from being a rookie and tries to work his way up. You you can put all the guidelines, all the cameras, all the regulations, this and that, but at the end of the day, that person's still a human, and he's still going to act upon emotions, experience, situation. I've seen cops be so patient with people that definitely should have been fucking shot. Yeah. I've seen cops get crazy zealous on some shit that's like, whoa, you need to chill out, buddy. This is like, this ain't this ain't Call of Duty. Like, relax. Bro, I caught myself on the Halloween party when the bus broke down with all those uh, college girls, and uh, I was trying to get them all. I was like, everybody just chill. We're gonna everyone chill the fuck out. No, it's no line. Like, like they They're didn't- They were Vietnam flashback. They didn't escalate the situation. They were just being loud kids. Nobody was being rude. They were just all like, oh, when the Emotions. fuck is Emotions. You can't control that That's sometimes. What I, dude, they were all just like, man, when the fuck is this bus going to start? Nobody was saying it to me in a rude way. They were saying it to each other. And I literally was like, we'll fucking figure the bus out when we figure it out. And everybody got quiet. And then I instantly apologized. I was like, hey, uh, I, don't, I apologize. Because I, I just I'll literally yelled example. at them for no reason. You ever been to court? Yeah. Oh God. And you ever see somebody smart off to the judge or come up all there all stupid and ir- yeah. uh, fucking arrogant? Like, yeah, no, what? I wasn't there. Yeah. It's like, oh shit. And then you're like, and they call you up next. You're like, oh fuck. Can we put like four more really nice people before me? Because I am not trying to follow up that asshole. Yeah. 
I almost like there's been times where I'm like, well, you're on. First of all, I would like to polish for the rest of these motherfuckers. I I'm totally cool. I, I love your robe, by the way. I wanted to stand up in the middle and be like, hey, your honor, if we want to take a recess or everything, because wow, that guy. If you need you a know? cigarette break or something, like, every, let's just calm everyone down. And and my your point honor, is, I work at the socialized tugger office. Can I take care of you real quick? Get you going. Yeah. So every judge should be jacked off before <laughs> every day. I'll pay a dollar extra a month. I don't know how many Americans there are. How, how many? There's like a hundred and some million fucking Americans. I want to say there's more than that. There's 120. Yeah, I could be wrong. Um, what's Google that? There, there's, there's like a. It's 100, 150 million uh, Americans. I know that. I know it's like 100. I think it's like 130 million Americans. I don't know. We, we don't have our, our fact checker. He might be not. He might be sleeping around. I don't know where he's at. But do you know? Anyone know? Anyone I'm not pulling it up right now. 328 million. Okay, I was million. way off. I was way the fuck off. Okay, so 328 million Americans. If everyone was to donate a dollar a fucking year, that's $328 million. That can get like every judge. Pause. I like how you pause there. You're like, 328 million Americans. If everybody donated a dollar a year, that's $328 million a year. That can buy every judge and every court. Every county, every supreme, whatever justice, everyone gets jacked off or blown or full blown. They can have anal. Let them have. They're in anal. Give them anal. I want this judge before he. I don't care if it's a traffic ticket or a fucking uh, a trespassing thing or a lewd and lascivious act or whatever. I don't do not. I definitely want to. I, I want every judge to have a three day weekend before they see my case. Oh, I want my judge to have a threesome. I want to be high as fuck. Like, hey, what's up? And I want dude? him. To, I want him to have Friday off. So I can be like, let's just wrap this up by Thursday. And then boom. I want my public defender uh, to be like, hey, if you win two more cases, you get the fucking, you get the fucking Kia. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I want these motherfuckers to be motivated. Okay? Yeah. Because we all know judicially our shit's fucked. Like rich people definitely have an advantage. How about this? If your public defender wins... 15 cases he no longer has to be a public defender he'll be fine a law firm will pick him up you gotta win 15 baby three in a row too yeah there you go three Get in a row for it to count it's like they're just saying in, in the judicial system is it's better to let x amount of people go they were guilty than to put one innocent man behind yes. bars so let's I, just I let totally me butcher go, that, but you get the you get the moral of the yeah. story so back to the cop thing rules of engagement if you're in over Afghanistan, you have to literally be being, sh- you have to be d- taking fucking fire to return fire. I don't think they need to be choking no motherfuckers, and I don't think they need to be pulling out their gun. And if they, the moment the gun leaves the holster, it needs to be like a fucking duck hunt like sensor. As soon as they pull it out of their holster, there's like, okay, the call just got escalated. Now we got like a hundred people watching this live. So they can see what's going on. It's like and, Chris Rock said. He said, "Whatever happened to motherfuckers just getting their ass whooped by the police?" He's like, what I've seen a, I've seen one or two videos where the guy's like, if you didn't have that badge, I'd kick your ass. And they literally were like, come on, let's go. It might have been a movie or something, yeah. but I I appreciate those moments because at the end of the day, like, yeah, you know, it's like they're doing their job. They like, don't, here's they the don't really want to be there. If they don't want to be at your fucking bullshit call. If you're spitting on the cops, cursing at them, and pushing them. They get, they get to kick your I ass. I hope you get your ass kicked. Ghetto stomped. But still, here's the deal. And I know this is hard. I don't want to see die. And you may deserve to die, but I don't want to see that shit. No permanent uh, malfunctions and no death, but you can definitely fuck this guy up. Fuck him up, man. And I mean, and, and also you can put him in the car the hard Some way. Some little where his fucking green-haired Antifa and motherfucker yeah. who isn't even registered voter, like kicking your ass yeah. and like spits on you. Yeah. 
turn turn off the live broadcast. And and those are like the blowjob cards. He gets yeah. to kick someone's ass once a month. It's like, all right. A regular no ass No race, too. religion, none of that shit matters. It's like, yo, this homeless dude done pissed me off one too many a times. A gentleman's ass I'm taking my monthly though. ass whipping. I'm going to take it out on him. And you know that's, what I, that's how you solve fucking police here, brutality. Let, let, me, let me tell you this. Here's something I was proud of. I'll give a fuck what anybody says. Do you guys remember Markeith Lloyd? No. Markeith Lloyd, was a, he was a criminal here in Orlando, and he killed his girlfriend. He killed a police officer. Oh, yes. I do remember that. We... We we mean the city of Orlando. The police brought Markeith Lloyd into custody. Ass oh, he was whooped eyes alive, shut alive. I remember like on on the stand like yo, this yeah, ass whooped alive though. But I'm telling you guys this, and I don't care how controversial this sounds. That is cool with me. <laughs> like yeah, alive, motherfucker, alive thing, to pedophilia. stand trial. Pedophilia. Let's talk about pedophilia. Now we're talk. We're we're like dancing on the political. I'm just shit, saying. I'm just saying. When you when you bring them in alive to stand trial, that's what I want. All right. Let's talk. Let's talk about of, kitty touchers. Well, because real quick, though, there's a lot of there's a lot of fucking times people don't come in alive. And and nah, I, I need this motherfucker alive to stand trial. But you know, he comes in alive. I beat think the sometimes fuck up on death that shit. is a, is a, is a fucking uh, easy way out for some of these motherfuckers. Yeah, but I mean, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want guys deciding what's the easy way out for anybody. You yeah, know? you're right. You're right. I support that. Yeah. So kitty touches. What are we doing to them? If you if you got them, they're like there's a confession. There is 100 percent confirmation. Not on like little Jill said this, a little Bobby said this. Like if we know for a fact that this motherfucker engaged in some type of fucking weird shit, and there was, I don't know where the line draws, but it was a kid. It was a kid, certain age. Because let's be honest, if you're like you know a little higher up, it's like okay, it couldn't be that traumatic. Come on, walk it off, Jesus. motherfucker. All right, you're you're, you're sixteen, Christ. seventeen. Walk the shit off. All right, keep it moving. But if you're like ten, <laughs> Jesus five, Christ. six, electrocute this motherfucker, ghetto stomp him, fuck him up, tattoo his forehead, kitty toucher, whatever, kill him, the, kill the I motherfucker. Think, I, think, I don't I think, care. I, know I, I don't care. Dumb, but I think uh, this the registration step was a good step. I know it got messed up and stuff. But the, like how it got done with people. But I've always been a fan of the registered sex offender thing, man. Oh, you for know? sure. Um, I've definitely Googled a few times myself when I got protests when I moved down. I was like, what about these other 32 motherfuckers live within 10 miles? That was of me. me. I did it on the radio for you, baby. Oh, yeah. thank you, brother. Yeah, oh, that's I, right. I, I got on the radio because the lady called up and she was like, you know, uh, Mike Busey, he's dangerous to the neighborhood. And I was like, right, right, right. I was like, I was like, what are you guys worried about? And they were like, well, he's going to. I was on the, the Monsters in the Morning radio show and the woman was like, he's going to be, de- you know, destroy our neighborhood. His values are bad. He's dangerous to children. I was like, totally. I go now. Let me ask you guys a question. I was like, and I started naming. I do not all- support that last statement. I'm not dangerous to children. Thank you very much. Yes. Well, this is what she said, and I said, okay. I was like, so let me uh, let me ask you a question. And I started reading off the names of all the registered sex offenders that were in a three mile radius of Mike's house. And I was like, so when all these people moved in, you guys got together and did the same thing. And she was like, well, well, no, well. And I was like, and so you guys plan on doing this, right, for all your registered sex offenders? And she's just all quiet. I go, because I think the really thing about it is you just don't like Mike Busey and you want to fuck with him. And then the, uh, Russ from the Monsters of the Morning was like, well, he was like, looks like that lady hung up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Case closed on that one, you bitch. Yeah, because that's all it was. Now. Sorry. What do you. I did, what do you I did, all right. Let's say you have a child. You have a. You have a let's say you have a 12 year old daughter. And you can't ask what the person who. This is the problem with, with justice. You can't ask 
the families of the victims what they want. You have to ask society what it needs. And that's the truth because everybody, you know, if I got a 12-year-old daughter and you stole from her and pushed her on the ground, I want your legs broken. Do you deserve your legs broken when I find out that you just fucking, you know, stole a bag of chips for you? Like, give me that chips, bitch. You know, so well, it's, it's a problem this when you is, ask This that. is fantasy talk. Yeah. Dream hand. Okay, I'm raising my hand. I always, and I haven't obviously thought this through very much, but what if everyone in America was allowed to kill one person? <laughs> right but you never know if they use that one lifeline or not i feel that psychologically that would make people be like oh right, well maybe i shouldn't be an asshole right now yeah, but you know, the, we go back i to don't the, know if he used his fucking uh yeah, but i'm go back to racism card. and i know that there'd be a lot of whole like everybody let's get together and uh, let's use our well, kill card. Okay, yeah, I said a, fantasy hand, goddamn yeah, Miguel. It was yeah, a dream well, I'm world, just, okay? Yeah, I'm just telling you how the dream world does I'm talking work. about some guy doing some fucked up shit, and you're well, like, hey, like, he needs like, to die. It's like the movie The Purge. Everybody's like, oh, it makes sense. No, this is why The Purge doesn't make sense. Because they're like, one day a year, all crime is legal. Well, here's the thing. Criminals don't give a fuck about legalities. So they're not going to wait for the one day a year Well, that's my problem legal. with gun, gun control. It's like, hey... Most gun responsible gun owners that are legal don't commit crimes with their guns. Yeah. So why would we expect a fucking criminal? Yeah. Which is what they're doing. They're doing a criminal action. Why would we expect them to respect it if we were to like, well, it's going to be a little harder to do this. I believe that they there should be definitely like a waiting process, and you shouldn't just be like, ah, I'm going to kill this motherfucker. Yeah. Let him cool off for a yeah. little bit. All right, you still want this fucking Mossberg? Okay, yeah. cool. Sign some paperwork. We scan your license. I'm okay, I'm okay with every few years, like maybe every 10, 15 years, because every 10, 15 years, things change a little bit. Us just re-looking at stuff and saying, hey, does this still work for this? Does this still work? But I, I don't want... Uh, I don't want a system where private ownership of guns is is just zero. That's ridiculous. Yeah, because I don't want the local retard fucking running around with a fucking AK <laughs> fucking... fucking. Yeah, but I... It, it, we had a guy... Well, we got to touch on this. This is the first show we've done since Veterans Day. Oh, yeah. And we... Uh, every year... <laughs> the we, local retard. Well, God. I don't know how to say it. And I know he's not God listening to this damn. shit because we're... This is hour two. No one really listens to hour two. Just the wording... <laughs> Whatever, I don't care. I'm, I'm from the 80s, motherfucker. The old peck of wood that runs around, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> this, this shit didn't exist in my time. All right? I mean... Our generation, let me tell you this, though. Let me bring this up. Our generation was the first generation, I think, of kids that I, that I know of that parents were like, hey, that kid's special. You got to be nice to him. But then they didn't do a good enough job of explaining what special meant. So we're like, what's special about him? He's the same as you. You know, he just... You know, if, if you see him with the dog, get the fucking dog away from him, okay? You know, I was he's like a, stronger than a fucking bull. I tell you about Moses, the foster kid. Mm-mm. Oh, dude, this guy, you, you, you What about Moses? He was a habitual fucking jacker off. <laughs> no, no consciousness. He was special. And he would be like, he would rock back and forth. Like Is that this. when you knew the jacking was coming? When the rocking started? If, if you're a member of MyBC.com, he actually gets to watch the podcast. So you see me like just rocking. If you see Moses a rocking, he's going to start a cocking. Oh, yeah. And he would just straight up be pulling his dick out right in the living room, like <laughs> start beating his wet noodle. I think he was Jewish. He had like really pale skin and curly hair. Yeah. And then he would just start violently masturbating. Were you one of your foster homes you in? Yeah. And he was like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And he's just fucking flailing his fucking noodle. And it would be like. The, it, it could How be old a, were you guys? 
uh, like 12 or something, 13, and he would be watching a fucking tampon commercial. It'd be a hot chick jumping on a trampoline in slow mo. <laughs> you talked he about jacking your it. dick when you were watching The Water Boys, so you know. Oh, this dude was like. You you had to like keep like perfume from away from him, <laughs> like soft fabrics, any teddy bears. There was certain trigger things that would trigger him, and they just start beating it. And the thing is, you guys all knew this in your foster home, and as weird as it was, it becomes everyday life to you. Yeah, it was normal. But so, you oh, got Moses break- beating his dick again. Oh, close the door, goddamn it, Moses. <laughs> Don't he's got to part the fucking the the fucking wiener snee see. How long was Moses with you guys? Oh, well, like six months, and I seen him when he got older. Was he still probably a jacker off? I mean, that doesn't. Yeah, go no, away. no, he de- he was the same. He just had more facial hair. I was like, God damn, this motherfucker, this, this motherfucker getting old. And I was like, I was like, maybe maybe he's changed something. Maybe maybe I uh, you know. Oh my god! Wow. This, and later in life, at Sausage Castle Five, he came over. No, 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 he oh. didn't come over. I had a friend named Frank. Yeah. And he worked at a, a at a center with special special adults. Yeah. They weren't children, okay? Yeah. First of all, first of all, they weren't fucking goddamn kids, okay? Yeah. Well, he would bring like this this fifteen passenger like church band, and he worked at this like center where there was like a live in center, and they were you know like special needs kids, special special adults. kids. I hate that the fact the word retard has such a negative signification because the word retard means to slow something down, to right. retard it, to right. retard. Retardant, it means right. to, to slow, stop the fire. I wear right. retardant clothing. Yeah. Everyone fucks up the prefix and suffix and makes it, oh, my feelings. Yeah, because special, now I feel like you're talking about an X-Men. Yeah, it's just you like midgets. Like, yes. like, oh, you can't say midget yeah. to little people. I'd be like, little motherfucker, fuck So you. what would you call a kid with like telekinesis that could move shit with her mind? They'd be like, he's special. I'd be like, oh, bless your heart. Like, well, fuck you, man. I can move a mountain. He's you know? traveling through walls, a yeah. little fucking mutant motherfucker. Yeah. All right, so I had this fucking church van full of mutants come over. <laughs> and fucking <laughs> fuck you. And break. We're like, hey, can I, bring the, can I bring the guys over today? I'm like, yeah, fuck it. So we're all chilling and swimming in the pool, right? And this is, Saskatchewan 5 was in Castleberry, Florida, on this beautiful lake, Lake Mirror, and I had a nice little outdoor pool. We were chilling, and they came over. And to be honest, I when he said he can't bring them over, I thought like one or two. I didn't think it was gonna be fifteen, twenties motherfuckers. So here comes this fucking fifteen passenger van unloading fifteen to twenty special people. Whatever the fuck yeah. you want, whatever makes you feel uncomfortable. Whoever's listening to this shit, yeah. Whatever, whatever safe space you want to listen to. Okay, I don't care what you call them. These motherfuckers' heads were big, big like mine. And they fucking talked a little slur, and some of them were definitely drooling, but there was this one strong ox motherfucker, black kid. We're all in the pool. They're all swimming. They're all like, yay, all excited and stuff, and they're on the pool. What is, I don't remember his name. I want to say it was like fucking Henry or something. He was strong as shit. He was like Debo, like, you know, you know when they yeah. say retard strength. Yeah. You know? He had that. And uh, the like spe- he had the special Buick. strength. He could lift a Buick up if he needed to. Yeah, like fucking... No, don't touch puppy. And he like picks up the whole fucking car. Puppy safe. Well, that's what this was. This dude. Okay. So we're all swimming, we're all swimming in the fucking pool. Next, you know, Henry grabs me and starts pulling me underwater. And I'm like, oh yeah, be nice. I don't want to make this uncomfortable for nobody. You know, me and old Henry swimming in the pool. I'm drowning. I'm like. And then I do the whole like tap thing. Yeah, like, like you're opening it. Like we're wrestling. We're in a mask record. I'm tapping on the shoulder. No one can see it. And you know not to keep choking me. 
And I'm like, oh my God, this is how I die. <laughs> I'm about to be drowned by a Down syndrome giant black dude in my fucking pool. And I'm like, no. I'm like, I'm not like tapping. I'm like getting ready to punch him in the dick. I'm like, <laughs> And I'm like, and when you panic, that's how people drown because they panic and they open their mouth and they start fucking breathing. And I'm like, I'm about to go into that wet noodle position. Like, <laughs> I'm about to like just give up the ghost. Here I am being drowned by a Down syndrome dude who's like way stronger than me. And he's like, puppy. And now here I am, the fucking puppy that he's drowning in my own fucking pool. Thank fucking God my guy Frank saw like, Whoa, he's underwater for a long time. Because <laughs> Frank has to watch for this stuff all the time. And he's like, he, Henry, no. And then he's like, okay. And then and then I floated back up like, <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> and I might have said the R word. I might have said, you motherfucker, <laughs> blank. <laughs> and then did you feel like heartbroken later? No, I was pissed. <laughs> I was like, I almost drowned by this motherfucker. I was like. This is why they didn't put you in a goddamn island, you sons of bitches. Jesus Christ. No, I, I, don't, I, I, I was probably I know. thinking that, but I didn't say that. And I was like, oh, I, I need a second, bro. I got out of the pool, and I sat there like on the fucking bench, and I was like, oh, man. I really almost got fucking drowned. Drowned in your own pool. That was murder. I almost got murdered, dog. Like, okay, he's special. Manslaughter. So does it give him a, manslaughter, give him a fucking he a pass? Att- he didn't intend to murder you. It's like man's, man one. Yeah, no, that was mur- that was attempted murder. Man one, Mike. It's going to get plead down. And uh, that was the last time those motherfucking retards came over. So. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I said it. I almost died. He, he tried to kill me. Did I don't you? care about your fucking feelings. If you're hour two into this shit, you are. You've been. You've already gone down some dark tunnels. Okay, I already talked my mom's fucking naked photos. I found behind of a goddamn fucking lake. Uh, you know, just some shit. Okay, I've been wanting to tell this story and for a while. Yeah, I think I sent one of y'all notes. Like, hey, remind me to tell you about the story. I almost drowned. Was like while you were almost drowning though. Like there was. Because I've been in those situations where, like... Have you, Miguel? Not, have you been that, in your no, fucking pool? No, no, you're getting, right. Getting fucking strangled under fucking water? <laughs> no, you're right. But I've been in those situations where you realize, oh, He wow. wasn't even stressing. He was like... This is it. Yeah, but say, this is it. Nobody knows what's going on. I'm going to die. This strong motherfucker's like... I'm like... Hey, you know what's funny? You know the bus ride back, Henry was, like, rolling up a joint. He's like, y'all see when I almost drowned that motherfucker? They're like, yo, Henry, you wild, you wild. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker. When I was in uh when He I was definitely in- killed some dogs and some kids by now. What sure. about let me ask you about jacking off Moses though? Hold on, I didn't oh. jack off Moses. I didn't know you didn't jack off Moses, but old jacking off Moses, Moses who jacked off. Yeah. Did he jack off to completion? I don't I didn't stay long enough, Miguel. <laughs> well, okay? I, mean, that's I just that's know, unlike you. And I don't know if I ever looked into the eyes of his serpent, but I definitely <laughs> think he was like forty percent hard. Cause this he he was like if anything brushed up against him. <laughs> he w- he didn't care. He had no like fucking, a Japanese subway groper. Yeah. You know? He w- you could be I think one time we were at church or something and he got like pulled out the back. They like did the whole fucking <laughs> CIA like Zeal secret service. A fucking coat went over him. They drug him out the back and shoved some of those little peppermints. <laughs> you know when you go to church and they get the little program yeah. who's singing the hymnals and the little fucking red and white candy pinstripe peppermint like oh, like get Moses the fuck out of here. Get him out of here in this goddamn house of the Lord. You ain't checking your dick anymore. <laughs> fucking true fucking story. Moses. And he where Moses I know Moses is definitely dead by now. Did you never meet some people who are like, yeah, that guy's definitely dead. Yeah. 
There's no way when, when, he was able to fit in society this long. <laughs> when they brought him to you guys, did they explain anything? Because they used to not do that. And that's what I hated. They would never well, explain was, to you that something was different about somebody. In the foster home, it was like kind of like jail. It was like, oh, what are you in here for? And we would like kind of size them up. So the people, there was like 10 of us that were already there. It was like five girls, five dudes. And everyone had like a mild situation to like, yo, this yeah. guy chat Because you booties. guys were short to the door always. You guys were like, we're going home. We're going home. Yeah, because I always felt like, yo, my mom my mom literally came there and like broke us out. Like it was With like my friend my, that one time, remember she told me? Yeah, yeah. The, the drug addict chick. Yeah, she, she told she, us about We're that. like, we had to stop at every fucking hospital from fucking South Carolina down to Florida. Like, oh, I'm Kimberly sick. needs her fucking medicine, guys. <laughs> Kimberly's and I didn't know Kimberly off. was fucking, you know, hip on the fucking pill game back in the day. She was like an innovator, you know. She was fucking pretty cutting edge. <laughs> she knew the rules. Yeah, so, uh, yes, yeah, fucking. So, so they wouldn't like they wouldn't bring somebody in. We like, would hear it from one of the other kids. They're like, yeah. yo, I heard this one was fucking touched, <laughs> or yo, this one ran away, or this one's doing. Who drugs. was the badass kid that came to the foster home? Ever was there ever like this is Johnny? He set fire and he's like smoking a cigarette when he walks in. There was a couple of them that like didn't respect like our situation, like where we were, because we we're like, nah, dog, this is our house. You know, you ain't gonna roll up in here like that. There was a couple. I would compare them to be like the catch me outside girl. Yeah. Like, oh, I ain't doing that. Yeah. Nah, 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 nah. I'm fucking that. Nah. And they were like, damn, this girl's got a lot of makeup on and she's yeah. wearing like some really slutty outfits and she's way too young to be doing this. And you're like, what, what the fuck's going on? She's so she's, cool. She's kind of hot. Yeah. Like, I don't know. You know? And you just, you just never knew. Like, there was a couple girls that were fucking like, because all of us dudes, we were hoping the hot chicks would show up. You know, like, you're like, fucking please. Like, ah. Oh, were all you guys in like one. the same rooms together? All the yeah. guys? Oh, yeah. We had to, we slept in one room and some bunk beds. And then all the girls slept in one room too? Yeah. And I would sneak over every now and yeah. then. I remember the. Because Amanda was in there too, right? Yeah. Uh, well, not on that, not on that part. She was on a different side of the house. Was there, it cool though having Amanda there? Did it, was yeah, because it, it didn't really feel like I was at any disadvantage. You know, I was yeah. like, oh well, this is like my sister. You know, so. But there was a, a one of those. You remember the plastic runners? Oh would, yeah, that you could walk. That's what you. But walk if you flip the bitch over, and those the spikes? spikes. Yeah. So we would. I would tiptoe like, ch- 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 like down the hallway and like, hey, psst, psst. and there's this girl named Lori Meredith. I'll say her name. Yeah. I she. I mean, I know she, we're friends on. I'm not telling you about social media, or I'm not telling yeah. them. I'll tell you later. But uh, she uh, fucking, she let me squeeze on them titties. That's what's up. Some big old milkers. And one time, <laughs> uh, one time we were fucking, we went to the Columbia Zoo. From oh, Charleston, I know the Columbia Zoo. And I got to fill these milkers. We had this mattress in the back of this fucking GMC, like Silverado. It was red. Milkers. It was like maroon. And I got to fucking sit behind her. She sat like between my thighs. And we always play like, oh, we're just being friends, you know. Next thing you know, I was like sliding my hands up to that those titties. And those titties were big, nice. They must have been like, I don't know, C plus Ds. <laughs> they were big, natural fucking like. Titties like her grades. You know when you see the National Geographic hoes, you know, some were like, whoa, that titty's really weird. But like, oh, that titty's perfect right there. I'll take that. <laughs> you just fucking wipe her feet off and fucking. Get you the know, flies off them. Get the flies off her. She got some nice titties, you know. She had them nice, natural fucking big old titties. And those were probably one of the first titties I got to fucking uh, play with. And then, um, yeah, that's that was a fucking good time. And fucking Moses, if he knew about this, Jesus. Moses didn't Moses didn't last long, but we caught up with him later. And then everyone was like, the ones that you thought were cool, like I went to a funeral 
and I saw some. I went to the foster home and stuff, and uh, and the, a lot of the like I'd say like four of the kids that I, that I was in there with were there, and it was always like it was like a high school reunion. Like, oh, hey, yeah. what happened to you? Oh wow, Ronnie, Ronnie, I remember you got amoebas at, at short stay. Yeah, and the, uh, the short stay amoeba kid every year. Crazy, like head fucking cut open. For all of shit. you guys who don't know, Michael tell you every year somebody got the amoeba at short stay. Oh yeah, and then their head just fucking went wild. But uh, his name was Ronnie. Uh, fuck. It's, I have him on my uh, Facebook. He uh, he wound up becoming fucking completely normal and fucking he beat it. <laughs> he he beat the amoebas and. Uh, he fucking uh, goddamn! What was his fucking last name? I I know it. Nor if you were to like, oh, that's Facebook Marketplace. I'm like, I'm Ronnie <laughs> get that there. off your phone. I was like searching Ronnie and Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> he 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 became a marine and he went he went high up too. I think uh, so he fucking you he know beat that amoeba. He he, he wanted to become a fucking winner and I think he had actually heard of me through the the blowjob party we have every year. Good man. Damn it! I fucking can't. Find you know, it's it. funny when talking about short stay. When I was in uh, when I was in South Carolina when I was a kid, I got in trouble. I got arrested for like shoplifting, like after I'd been arrested already Criminal. for some other shit. Yeah, I used to get in trouble all the time. And so, family court sent me to these classes where you were supposed to learn about like the law and understand. It's basically they're gonna ruin your Saturday for fucking like ten ten weeks. I got them saved in my phone as Ronnie, the foster kid, because when we met there. He's like, yeah. I'm gonna continue you. with my thing real quick. Sorry, I, yeah. I was still searching. <laughs> but you were talking about that it was over there in Monk Corner because that's where Short Stay was. Yeah. And I used to go to these classes, and uh, they were taught by Myrtle Myers. She was a detective, big, uh, big old black lady. She had this mole that her glasses would hang on by her face. Ugh. Yeah. And so we we got there, and it was all like a, it was like an eight hour class day too. You'd get in there. They were, they'd all, uh, you'd walk into like this cafeteria and at first everybody just kind of like stays to their own and people start clicking up based on if they're like from the same neighborhoods and stuff. But this whole class was designed to teach kids, you're like 12 years old, to like teach you to follow the law and not fuck around. And it literally taught me new ways to commit crime because (laughs) we would have an hour and a half break and I would hang out with these dudes that I met, and we'd all just swap different like things that we knew how to do and different crimes. Well, that's what kids did at that. That's age. what they did. That's what makes me think about what you guys in the foster. Because I remember all the, they were all the black dudes from North Charleston were clicked up, and uh, I remember being walk sitting in there and them being like, "Yo, essay, yo essay, yo essay, come here, come here, essay, come here." And I was like, what's up, man? Like, what's up, man? They're like, yo, we got to stick together, man, because it's just us and them crackers in here. And it was like already like some cool white people that I met in there. But you know how it is. Once you click up, you tribe up. And that's what we talk about racism. You tribe yeah. up real quick. And I, I tribed up. I was like, Shh, we got it. Already I was hanging out with this white girl, this white dude that I thought was so, so cool. But this crew of guys was definitely tougher than everybody else. And they're like, man, we got we to gotta watch out for these crackers. And I'm looking over at the white girl waving at me like, you hang out. And I'm like, shh. We got to watch these crackers, baby. Come on. <laughs> you know, we going to stick together. And I'm still, like, every now and then we're taking a break. I'm still, like, feeling up on her titties when we got lunch break. And she's like, you don't hang with us anymore. And I'm like, yeah, you got you to trust me, baby. I'm doing what I got doing here. You know, I'm just trying to stay up. But uh, <laughs> that's how it was, though. And I think I'm under that. some pressure, man. I can't, yeah. just, I can't be fucking with you like this in the street. I am in Charleston, South Carolina. I'm the only Spanish. It's, it's all black and white in here. Like, I've got to choose. I'm being, when I'm I, went, being, I went to Macedonian Middle School, yeah. and I was the only white kid there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had, there was maybe one or two. Yeah. And 
I had to get in where I fit in real yeah. quick. I had to learn how to fucking play some basketball and real fight. Real quick, yeah. Because it was, I mean, it was just different You had to learn about shoes and shit. So yeah. Just, just a whole new course of shit that you weren't trained on. Yeah, I had to I had to learn quick, and, and then I met a, a, a bunch of amazing, cool kids, but there was a lot of hard times. It was like, yo, fuck you, motherfucking cracker. Well, you ain't shit. Dude. I learned, like, I learned, whoa, what the fuck's going on here? I learned how to play the dozens or snaps. I don't know if y'all know either the dozens or snaps. It's like your mama jokes and stuff. But like, I shined so hard at that shit that I remember people would come get me. I'd be hanging out the basketball court and so it'd be like riding up on their bike. Hey, Miguel, Miguel, Miguel. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Aisha thinks she she got it and she, she doing the dozens and I'm like... Put me on these handlebars. Let me let me earn my keep, man. And 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 to to like do snaps and the dozens and your mama jokes and stuff. You had to make sure the joke didn't go over your audience too. You had to well, learn the, how to diss somebody in a way that generalized. I feel like politics starts at a young age because there were like there were it like definitely girls that were like bullies. Oh, because they knew they didn't have to physically scary. fight yeah. the guys, so they had the guys in their pocket. Yeah, but then they could like. If you could just yell loud, like, you ain't shit, bitch. Yeah. Da, da, da. And then it was like, oh, shit, Shaniqua, she runs this block. Yeah. Fuck. And you got to, like, check in with her and stuff. And then there was, like. In all reality, you're like, fuck this bitch. She's over here fucking yeah. talking shit, stealing my fucking food. Yeah. You know, it's acting some yard crazy. Shit. You get, there's, 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 I feel like that's why, like, kids that are homeschooled, they don't get the same experience Yeah, they don't learn the politics of the lunchroom yard. It's a jungle. Even if you're in a fucking private school, it's a jungle. It's an oh, emotional yeah, it's a, jungle. Yeah, for sure. Like, that's why, like, when I see all these pussies killing themselves, like, man, they made fun of me. Like, motherfucker, that's how you become a goddamn fucking human. Yeah, listen, man, I understand how much, and I truly do get how, like, hard and, and, and we do. hateful, but Dave Chappelle said it best. Just stop going. Just stop going. You know, like, if, if if it's that bad, seriously, stop going. And then somebody will ask questions. Somebody will be like, why aren't you going anymore? And then you tell the motherfuckers. But don't don't fucking shoot up your school. Yeah. You know, I, I, I didn't think we'd have to say that twice in an episode, but don't shoot up your school. Kids, and, if you're listening, don't shoot up your your virtual mm-hmm. school. Don't go on Zoom and just start shooting the fucking laptop. Yeah, showing up with a fucking zapper gun and some go- and some Oculus goggles. I feel like back in our day, we could have showed up with a gun and been like, all right. We back in our day, we showed up with off. a gun and they'd be like, did you tell your father you brought his gun? I'm going to call your father. Like, no, don't do that. Don't call my dad. I'll, I'll clean up all the fucking. Well, well you, guess what? You're going to have to work with the special kids loading the soda machine up all weekend to make up for that. One, uh, one year, uh, I forged the fucking... Uh, my report card and i was like i turned the f's into, into a's, like a's? Ooh, I, got, I, got, greedy, I got greedy, greedy. that's went, a b easy it was the only letter that could connect into an a easily yeah. it's a b bro an f turns into a b so easily bro yeah i went for a's greedy fuck and i remember my parents being like oh i'm so proud of you boy and i think i got like some fucking ice cream and they got i got yeah maybe a toys r us run they got to pick out something cool and then there was a a like a parent teacher conference like a month later or something i forget what the time frame was but uh they're like we need to have a talk about your son it's like oh yeah he's fucking killing it man straight a's holy shit it's like uh what and her name was miss hill i had a miss hill teacher too was it a black lady black lady south carolina no this one's in orlando okay this is water bridge elementary this was in uh marrington wow Marrington middle i was like wow another thing yeah just together so they're like, uh, what are you talking? The teacher's like appalled. Like, what? They're like, yeah, fucking Burger fucking got A's and shit. <laughs> and I think I, I didn't I didn't fuck with the other grades. There was like some C's and some B's. There was like A's, B's, and C's or some shit, you know. 
And they're like, uh, I don't know what poor guard you're talking about. And I remember getting the biggest ass whooping ever. <laughs> you, and this is like, if you were forging shit when you were young, you were like bad kid. Yeah. Like you got the nerve to do that. And my dad's weren't no, my, my dad wasn't no pussy. Yeah. Like I could get away with my mom to a certain degree, but my dad, he beat that ass. And it was like, it was at the point where ass kicks, ass, ass licking still were fucking dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. They still fucked your day up and fucked yeah. your whole week. So up. they started grounding me when he caught onto the grounding shit. I was like, no, Dude, I'll take, take 10 ass kickings. Yeah, let me just go outside. I'll, you can fucking tear off my goddamn asshole with a fucking hot razor blade. Please do not ground me from this fucking roller skating lock in. I fucking will do anything. I lived with a grandpa one, one summer and, uh, I, I, they had bought me tickets to see Michael Jordan and the fucking That's Birmingham cool. Barons when he went to play yeah. baseball. And I was so jazzed. I was like, oh, my God. I get to finally see him. And I got in a fight at school, got suspended. My, my papa found out. He took Michael Jordan away from me. And to this day, I'm still fucking bitter. That motherfucker's yeah. still alive. But I ain't going to lie. When hopefully hopefully he passes before I do, and I, I got nothing but love for old Papa, but he fucked me up, Papa, when he <laughs> took that goddamn fucking Birmingham Barons fucking ticket from me to go watch him at a fucking baseball game in a minor league baseball. He was traveling around. You're going to lean over Papa in his final moments, and you'd be like, hey, Papa, you will burn in hell for what you did to me. Yeah. He's like, Michael, I know you can't move, can you, Papa? I'm going to fucking destroy everything you loved. Little did he know I'd be popping <coughs> bottles at the club with Michael Jordan's son. Literally, I was with Marcus Jordan this weekend. Well, something else happened this week. We uh, had the Veterans Day party. Veterans Day party, ninth annual, and we had Barstool Sports come by, yep. and they did an interview with us. And I Which means a bunch of random people just discovered us. Yeah. They're like, what the fuck? There's someone right now trying to figure this all out right now. You can actually go to uh, Zero Blog 30 on Barstool Sports and... Uh, uh, Katie from Bar- Katie Barstool from Barstool Sports ran a great uh, blog. Do you think they listen us. to our podcast? No, because they messed up <laughs> so much shit. When they, like, like this is the second sausage castle. Tons of stuff. They called they 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 confused Nami with another guy they met that night. But here's the thing: I listened to the podcast. I read the blog. Everything they said about us came from a place of them being like, "These guys are really good guys. They really care." Here's my thing, Miguel. Yeah. I- I find it so difficult. I'd never listen to this I know, show. Yeah. And when they talk about me other things, I'll like peep in a little bit. And I'm like, uh, that's why I, I like to listen. I cringe. To yeah. I cringe because normally it's very negative. I like to listen to them because I know that even if it's positive, you'll you'll get kind of thrown off on that. Well, that's not because that, you know they always mess stuff up. Because we're know? critiquing it. We're like, yeah. wait a minute, it wasn't purple. It was green. Yeah. So I like to listen to it and then talk to you about it and kind of give you the the gist of what it was. It was a great great piece. They really did. It's yeah. hard for me sometimes. Yeah, I because, can imagine. Like I put my everything into this. This is my life. You know, well, they, I mean, so when they, I see some random hipster shit all over what I built and what I do, and well, they have a, a complete misconception, it hurts me. And it starts off. I'll tell you this, but it starts off. Lie, on, not on the to blog. get all sensitive. And shit, no, man, it sure. starts off. I can tell. Katie, the, re- the the reporter who came and did the piece, really really fucks with us hard and cares and respects it. Kate, Kate was super cool. And her husband was really cool. He Pat, was the camera operator. Pat, yeah. She was pregnant, had a baby, had and a they baby. showed up here, and she was she's a Marine. Yeah. She was a Marine for a while. And she called uh, Jenny Jizz Mr. and Mrs. Jizz, which I thought was just how they're in my phone now. Steven did the same thing. We, we know this. Here, yeah. There's a double sword about media. Okay, this, this Barstool Sports has millions and millions of followers on all different types of platforms. 
at the end of the day, it's always good, but then it's like I get kind of – if go- someone doesn't know who I am already and then they just hear that, they're either completely like repulsed or they're like, I must party with this guy. And the thing about it is too, now every time we a big media outlet covers us, we know we've got to go on a PR campaign to correct things even if they weren't trying to be wrong. Because they mess things up so much. Like, you know, she said this was the second sausage castle. She she messed up some I've things. I've been doing this 20 years, motherfucker. Get yeah. it straight. But I, I got to say, I love when we get a media outlet that covers us. And you can and tell. a positive we, light. And you can tell we want them over. Yeah, it's honest. It's not like we manipulated over. them. We didn't like smooze on them. Like, no. oh, you're going to lay down here. I'll, here's some money. Yeah, she even said in the thing, she's like, she was explaining to the the other guy on her on her podcast and she said, "Listen, there was always that one guy's like, well, it was kind of wacky. Yeah, the, like, morning got radio sausages guy. everywhere, <laughs> sausage factory. And that's how it was. He was like the morning radio. He's like, whoa. Every time I hear guys like that, I feel so much better about ourselves. Me I'm too, just like, man. Wow, Me we're, too. we're getting laid and we're not fucking cornballs. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. Jesus fucking Christ, because radio and, and all oh, these God. motherfuckers. Terrestrial are- radio. I'm on terrestrial radio. Terrestrial radio's dead. <laughs> like, it's just, it's a breeding ground for like, zing of the day. <laughs> hey, come on up. Here's the wags, the wags, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know what I used to fuck I up. used to cringe when uh, I used to help do media runs for like comics because I would take them to like five different radio shows in a day, and people would ask them the same. And I would look at the comics' face, and they would just be like, "Jesus Christ, put a fucking bullet in me." I think that's what makes us more dynamic than most. I'm not saying all, but most. Yeah. Is that you got people who talk about that life, and then those people like us has been that life. Yeah. So not only are we able to like. Tell, tell stories in, a, in an entertaining fashion, but we're just being like honest to ourselves. Yeah, we're not we're not fucking putting on a show. This and is we're just, not like. <laughs> Steven said this last week. It's like it's Mike Busey uncancelable. Yeah, because like we don't care. Yeah, because here's the deal. I got it a long time. I figured this internet shit back in the MySpace. I was like, hold on. So some people are gonna like you, and some people are gonna hate you. All right, where are we at? Yeah, 50, 50, 60, 40, I don't know. I, but at the end of the day. If you don't fuck with us, then you ain't going to listen to Hour 2, and if, you're never going to hear this anyway, so it doesn't fucking matter. If people like me or hate me for not being me, then I'm not going to be able to handle it. But if they like me for being me and they hate me for being me, at least I know I just was me. You know what that's, I'm saying? That's something they need to they need to teach that in schools. Like, hey, listen, it doesn't matter if fucking weirdo Unabomber kid is wearing Jinkos with his fucking purple hair down the street. And- yeah. And it doesn't matter if this guy's black or white or Christian atheist. It doesn't matter if he lives in a fucking trailer or a mansion. Just be a fucking good person, you motherfucker. I think that's why, and this sounds weird, but we know all types of people who look and act weird and all this stuff. The Sasuke is the only place in the world where you'll see the most yeah, universal but we know, shit. We know, some, we know some people that look like what society wants to call degenerates or weirdos who are successful. We know people who have successful relationships. We know guys and girls who, who fuck, who get down, who have a good... And it's a pride to me that I'm like, no, no, these people I kick it with are happy, successful people in their own light. They're not always tradi- – and we know some traditional people that people call squares. The Shout-out to David Cole, you know, who are our homies too, man. Like, And that's the cool thing. We got homies that are what people consider squares who are great people. And when, when everybody vibes right, we have a place where, you know, our accountant and Tyler Yahweh and two porn stars and honestly, like a person – I want someone to tell me, and I'm going to interrupt yeah. you. Where in the fucking else in the world is that happening, dude? Look at look at our look at our look at our homeboy look at our homeboy uh, Daniel. 
All right, Daniel, I'll go right. Daniel's our homeboy who comes here to events. Daniel's on the autism spectrum, and he has told me there are several times when things around here are too much for him because of just too much stimulus. Sensory overload. Sensory overload. And the coolest shit about that is the crew around here didn't No one's understand. like, oh, look at this guy. Well, also, people here. We won't, we won't fuck with that. And we people we learned we about it. ghetto stomp somebody. Like, we all that. learned about that together. We're like, oh, so Daniel, sometimes you need to just walk away. And, and nobody here is like, well, folks, Daniel just walking away from the party. Around here, people didn't know about that shit. You know, we all didn't know how that worked. We learned it. It's a homie of ours. So it's, Daniel Daniel was telling me, he's like, this is the only place I know where I can be in the middle of the party and be like, I need to get the fuck out of here right now because it's sensory overload. And he doesn't worry. And he says most of the time, somebody just comes, walks out with him and drinks with him. Like, I'll go with you. And it's just sweet little things like that that let me know we're, we're kicking it with people who care about other human beings. We fuck up a lot of things. We do weird shit. And we, you know, we're, we're not getting it right all the time. But I swear to God, we care about the people around us. And we're so happy for the people who are happy with us. At the end of the day, our, our, our intentions and our heart and our consciousness is always clear. Yeah. If you can get past the midgets and the blowjobs and the, and the shitting on the chest and all the weird shit that goes on, like end of the day it's like fuck man like i honestly like i grew up envying some of these people like oh wow they have a nice car they have all the cool friends and i i've been on every i've been the loser and i've been the most popular kid in school i've been on every aspect of it and i've always prided myself knowing that like i would hang out with the black kids the white kids the spanish kids the jocks the fucking rich kids the poor kids everything i i didn't i was like a man of the people since yeah. I was a kid. I was like, whatever. I've been on, you know, of course, yeah, I want the nice Jordans, but I may have secretly hated you. I'm like, you motherfucker. But then I would find some common bond and, and we would connect yeah. in some way because uh, at the end of the day, man, it's really about your heart and your intentions. Like, you can, I'm a, sometimes I feel bad for people with privilege. I'm yeah. just like, wow, well, this motherfucker will never know. This person will never appreciate when someone's like, Hey, guess what? I gave you a brand new car. I've yeah. seen girls. I've seen guys like, oh, my fucking dad got the fucking purple color. I want a red Corvette. And it's like, I would have jacked off a wall yeah. of dicks to fucking get a car. And then it's and like. You know, you're talking about the color and the brand. Get the fuck out of and here. And then we've also known people who've grown up with a silver spoon in their mouth that literally it never tainted their heart or work ethic. Some, yes. You know? Very few. Yeah. But those people, and they're also the most miserable because. Everything like I'm almost. I think it's. I think it'd be healthy if people were like got the the shit end of the deal most of their life, and then okay, thirty it starts looking up. Thirty five, you're getting better. Okay, all right. You, if you live to be forty, you should be like, all right. Cool. Like I, you you, you put in your work. And I think fucking, this. It's okay if you never got shitted on, as long as you understand there are people out there who did nothing wrong who are getting shitted on. Yeah, because I as long as you get that, you're going to you imagine good. someone being like, "Fuck you, you rich kid, you piece of shit." Yeah, and they're like, "What did I do? I just was born into this shit." Yeah, and then on the other end, like, "Fuck you, you're poor. You yeah. don't deserve this." Because I think you. I think when it comes to like, like we're a fucking rich crazy kid. world. We're yeah. fucking animals. I knew I knew tons of people growing up, and they would be like, "Fuck that kid, man. His parents give him everything," and I'm like, "That's kind of the goal parents want to be able to do." Because you don't know if that dad and mom grew up without shit. And all they want to do is 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 make there their was kid a, happy. There was a girl that I was, I guess, I don't want to say dating. I was fucking a lot. Yeah. Okay. Consecutively. Super hot, blonde chick, big titties. You know, you probably know what I'm talking about. But uh, she she started talking like, oh, my God, we're going to have a baby. And, and then I'm like, whoa, hey, whoa. She's like, it's like yeah, my, my kid's going to have everything. 
It's like, what do you? What's the first car you're gonna get your kid? And that's like translation. But you're trying to be a gold digger right now. Yeah. And I just popped off with some honesty. I was like, my fucking kid, I'm gonna get a goddamn trailer and I'm moving to the back of the property. He don't even know where I fucking even like. He don't even know about this other side of this world where electricity's working and shit, and AC and nice shoes. He's gonna see the fucking. I'm gonna put holes in. The, I'm gonna stage like a Truman show. He's gonna live in this trailer and I'm gonna wear different clothes, probably the same shit. You know, fucking eight dollar Amazon Hawaiian shirts. And I'm gonna fucking show up all late, like, oh, where's fucking dinner, bitch? And fucking. Get all mad and take my kid out in the back and shoot a possum. I'm gonna like <laughs> make him watch Goonies, Stand by Me. I'm gonna fucking let him see some porno mags when he's young, but I'm not gonna kick his ass for it. But I'm definitely gonna beat his ass if he does some other shit. I'm gonna make my kid watch a Bronx Tale because I know when he's a kid, he's gonna watch a Bronx Tale and think Sonny the Gangster's the man. Then I'm gonna make him watch a Bronx Tale when he's like 20 and he realizes Lorenzo the bus driver's the man. I'm That's like, what he's gonna do. You're need. listening to fucking Jimi Hendrix, Led Zeppelin. I'm gonna make him listen. He ain't listen none of this new fucking little this or fucking. No, you got to though too. Because here's the thing: you can't make him that fucking snob. Because everybody hates that kid that didn't grow up with right. fucking nineties music. 50. I'll let him listen to some fucking new shit. But you gotta, he gotta just listen. let him listen to the new whack shit and be whack. Because we got to be whack when we were younger. Do you remember when you had the choose side? Like, or I'm listening to alternative rock or hip hop. Oh it's yeah. Like, oh, you listen to both. I used what to have to in my neighborhood. About? In my neighborhood, I would have to when I listened to like alternative shit. I got I bought headphones because if people are like if my boys were outside the apartment and they heard me bumping fucking that's how it was when Marilyn Manson came out because I fucking loved Sweet Dreams that song rocked but I was everybody in my neighborhood listened to hip hop so I had to put the headphones on and listen to it so nobody would knew but I was just sitting there like get your so, Wu-Tang shirt on oh yeah you got the Wu shirt on fucking and you're in your fucking closet with mascara <laughs> yeah. like Sweet Dreams that's how it was with The Cure mental, oh my god my, my uncle put me on to The Cure and oh, I was Robert like, Smith looking oh ass. yeah and I was like The Cure eyeshadow and shit whenever I'm alone you have with a you. long bald mullet well, wig yeah. fucking when, in your fucking closet when I was closet. bumping The Cure I was like this is the greatest fucking band ever they understand love better than anyone and then I'm outside and I'm like y'all fucking hear that new fucking Karis one. It was kind of like uh, Joy Patone from NSYNC was. He's he's a buddy of mine. Fucking amazing, great yeah. dude. And he came out here for Halloween. And I think I had a couple. I probably had too many drinks. And at one point, I was like, "Hey, man, I gotta tell you the truth, man. I was fucking hater the second day, man. Y'all getting all the pussy." Yeah. I was like, back in two thousand, two thousand ninety nine through two thousand one, y'all were fucking everything. I was like, damn these motherfuckers, these goddamn motherfuckers. And then. You go from being a hater, and then you like, then you become that rock star in your own little way. You know, nothing at at their legendary like level, but I've done some pretty fucking awesome shit myself, and uh, I definitely could trade some more stories with a guy. And it's it's cool to be. I feel like it's noble of anyone that's like, hey, because I, I meet people. They're like, yo, man. I get messages every day like, yo, man, I thought you were a real fucking douchebag at first, and I seen all this shit, and then I was like, fuck, man, you're pretty solid. Yeah. And that's how I felt like I was having, well, that's like, you know, with, with Joey. Once you find things that make you happy, you can no longer hate on anyone else's happiness. That's true. Like, it's, once you're, once you're, it doesn't matter. You're sitting there with your girl. You both work a nine to five. You live in a small apartment, but you're loving life. You never look at some rich dude who has it all and think, fuck this guy. You're like, yeah, hey, he's having a good time. Me it's, too. It's like the, I'm not, I hate the, I'm not trying to quote her right now. Trust me. But old Cardi B. Ooh, Cardi B quote. She says... The ones that talk the most shit are the ones that don't have their shit together. Yeah. And it's like, wow. Like, yeah. You don't see, like, 
you know, some fucking... You don't see Elon Musk popping off a lot. Yeah, I mean, he's got his own little thing. That's, yeah. That might be kind of a bad example, but he's still a fucking man as far as I'm concerned. But you don't see, like, P. Diddy, like, yeah, fuck this guy, yeah. fuck her, or fuck this company or this brand. Like, no, they're... If you're, if you're fucking busy and successful and motivated, you don't have time to go on a rant about this guy who used to work for you. And, yeah. And that's... And in a smaller scale, that's how I am. When people come and go, no one's really going to be here forever other than myself, you know? And I can't expect someone who comes here that goes through the system and however they play the game, you know, or they want to be the villain or they want to be the crazy drunk girl from Tennessee. It's like wrestling. People come in here and invent a character when they, 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 they it's not that it's fake. It's just they pursue a side of themselves instead of pursuing it all. And it's, I've seen psychologically how like we've had people that are super negative here won't say no names to like bro do you know what's happening and you come back like what the fuck oh someone just burned some ramen noodles like the house is not burning down but that guy or that girl will fucking like spread this this virus across the house and then you got this and that girl are fucking, and then they think they're in love, and they're like, yeah, fuck this place. All these single motherfuckers, get out of here. We'll start this ourselves, and we'll do a fucking. And then it's like I can only pet them and thank them and feed them and reward them and pay them as much as I can before it's like, what do I fucking do? And I, and I know I'm not perfect. Yeah, There's been plenty of times I've handled situations wrong. I'm like, oh, well, fuck him. Fuck her. And a lot of things that I've had in the past with people coming and going could have been easily dealt with one phone call. Like, hey, bro, you okay, man? Like, hey, you. And sometimes I feel like that's all they want, but then sometimes it's like, fuck, man. Like, I feel like I've been used the whole time. Like, they came here on this, like, I don't know how to say this. I know how to say it, but I don't know how to say it. Sum it up in a, in a, in a quick way. But when I started this, it was never about no fucking money. I was grinding, 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 grinding. And I'm so lucky to be at this situation. But I also feel that any day could all be taken away from me. So I work harder, I feel, now than I did 10, 20 years ago. And I can't expect some random person to show up like, oh, I've seen you on fucking, fucking Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat. I want to be a part of it. And everyone does something that, you know, obviously they get something from whether it's fun or hot chicks or the celebrities that come here or whatever the fuck their reason is the money the clout who fucking knows but there's always that disconnect with the relationship like someone goes they use too much rock star reward points and their balance is literally yeah. oh we didn't you didn't go fucking do this enough now you now you're gonna take all these blowjobs and think it's like cool like no man yeah. go put in some fucking work we got friends. We got good friends. We won't say their names, but they'll never do anything other than show up here for fun. Right. That's a friend that we never see, like, when there's nothing going on. And right. those are the friends I really appreciate the most that show up here. And it's like, no, it's not a party or there's not this or that. That's what I wouldn't say it hurts me, but one of the most number one questions is like, hey, man, or hey, well, hey, baby, what's up? When's the next party? Yeah. It's like, baby, hey, cool. It's Look at the fucking website. Yeah. There's one a month, and there's always some other bullshit going on the side. 
But if There's you just also wanna, Wednesdays where you can come by and hang out. Yeah, I don't want to just. You think I want to fucking be stressing, running around, sweating my balls off, worrying about fucking if the if the fucking biscotti noodles are fucking cold and the fucking goddamn the fog machine's out of juice and are the police here and this. I don't. I, I want to hang and out and like vibe. Are, <clears throat> parties are the times when I have the least amount of interaction with people because it's work. Because when we're younger, we're always. Like in this misconception that the success of a party or a gathering is based on how many people showed up. And then I learned many years ago, thank fucking God, that it didn't matter how many people, it was the quality of people. Some of my greatest moments my entire fucking life were with less than 10, 20 people. Yeah. And I'm just like, wow, this is what I did this for. I'm drunk as fuck. I'm pissing and I'm like having this like super hippie spiritual moment. Like, yeah, man, it's fucking awesome having the time of my life it's funny when i think about the road i rarely remember the shows and i remember the waterfalls and the caves way more you know yeah, all the stops we did as a crew and that's what life's i think is about sometimes it's not really the destination but it's the journey and if you can't appreciate the hard times you'll never appreciate the good times so every blowjob and every fucking cool thing and the money and all that shit like i don't give a fuck about the money you know that Bank account's been negative a lot of times in 2020. Yeah. And uh, a part of me likes it because I'm just like, you know, I need that extra kick in the ass, that wake-up call. Well, I need, I need I'm that. Gonna, I'm going to steer you away. <laughs> let's stop getting kicked in the ass and let's, well, no, that's, let's just get nudged a little. We, we, we want to continue to succeed and, and continue this thing going on, but I'm just like, fuck. I'd have a really cool yard sale if I were to get rid of this shit. You would never sell it. They'd no. take it from us all. That's I'd be the like Steve Martin in the journey. Yeah. No, all I need this. is this lamp and and this stuffed camel and this thermos. Well, no, it's, no, it's no. About, it's way past that. No, time. it isn't. Is yes, it, Steven? Yeah. How many? How, what's the time in the second half? We're ten minutes past. Wow, yeah. Miguel. I, I let it go because I was like, all right, he's going on some good stuff. The, the moral story is, man, is just like. Work your ass off, and if you if you're happy fucking playing Xbox in your underwear, fucking eating Lucky Charms, then do that. Yeah, honestly, it's the key. We don't know what the end of this life brings. Yeah. we don't really know. That's a whole nother fucking twelve hours of talking. But in the end of the day, just be a good fucking person. Do yeah. what's fair. You don't have to be uh, from the north or from the south or from Europe or from Africa to know that. Like, just be a good human. Yeah, simple. And that's the problem, man. People can't do that. And that's why we have fucking fucked up shit going on every day. Well, and it's a crazy world we live in. But in this year's, I would say arguably it's been one of the worst. But I also know that it's been magnified more than ever because of social media and stuff. So Life is a beautiful struggle. You know, I mean, uh, to quote Nas, life's a bitch, but God forbid the bitch divorces me. Did you know Nas like invested like a bunch of money into something and got really got a big payoff? What was it? Do you know, guys? I don't know. He invested like three million dollars into something. It's something very very popular, and then it turned into like twenty million or forty million in return. That's dope. Shout out like and and I think a lot of people probably say, "Yo, what in the fuck?" Is oh, it? Nas invested in Ring in the yeah ring the doorbell. Ring doorbell thing, yeah. That's dope, man. Yeah, Nas put. Uh, f- did uh, you know that? No, I did not. It's crazy, and 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 if you were to ask me, I'd be like, all right, he's a legend, but he's probably like working at Circle K or some shit because he hasn't made a hit since the fucking early two thousand. And Ring's about to hit one billion dollars. And he invested into. And it. Ring was on Shark Tank, and they said no to it. 
Yeah, isn't yeah. that crazy? Sometimes. So the, the moral of the story is do what the fuck you want. Just do don't be an asshole. Do what you want. Don't listen to people, but take their advice too. You're not going to win them all out. over. You're not. Yeah. Not everyone's listening to the second hour of this show. I'll listen, I'm about to say listen to people, but you don't have to take their advice. We and love you guys. Sincerely, thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. Thank you to all the men and women who have served this country. And uh, thank you all the veterans and everyone who came out and everyone who helped out. Uh, we had so many awesome people that make things happen here. My whole team, everyone, Miguel, Steven, and The Electrons, Adam, Nami, Sean, Adam, Sean, Courtney, Courtney. So many people that come together to make these things. You might think you're just showing up at a regular like, bullshit Robbie, house party. Misha, yeah, everybody, There's man. so many. AK. There, the list, I, I know we, we can't even name yeah. them all. It just goes on forever. So sincerely, thank you all so much. And if you're a member of the website, thank you. Because you know, if you're a member, you get to not only get to see the crazy uncensored content, but you get to come and be and experience it. So uh, the next party will be December nineteenth, my birthday. I'm turning forty years old. It's a live suicide, and if we don't have at least two thousand people watching, then I'm not. We're calling it off. He's just shooting himself in the dick. I can't kill myself. There's only there's only fifteen hundred people watching this live broadcast. This is why is the website down? All right, guys. Well, you're listening to the Mike Busey Show. We love you guys. Thank you. Uh, Enjoy your week, and we hope this finds you in a good place. Goodbye.